And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live in the show. And I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, social media everywhere. And I don't know where to start. First of all, thank y'all again for... 1 million subscribers. I could not do it without you guys. I thank y'all for joining, for subscribing, for watching, for sharing, whatever you're doing. I thank you, thank you, thank you for reaching 1 million subscribers. We'll talk about maybe that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, the debate recap. Um, I kind of want to ask you guys when I get on, did you watch the debate? Did you see any of the clips? Are you live with me watching Tucker Carlson and uh, Donald Trump? We'll talk about Tucker and the debate and more a little bit later. Also, Trump's mugshot got released along with the other, what was it, 18 people in the RICO case out there in Fulton County, Georgia. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, did you guys see Trump go through the hood in Atlanta and the whole hood came out? They were all excited to potentially catch a glimpse of Trump running through. But I thought that if you liked Trump, if you voted for Trump, then you ain't black. Well, tell them out there in Atlanta that. Tell Joe Biden to go to Atlanta and tell them that. Also, Oliver Anthony has an interesting reaction to the success of his song. We'll talk about all those things and a lot more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internets. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And we got quite a few topics on deck. Uh, there's a lot to discuss, but you know how I do first things first. Shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to PatriotPost.us, your best source of news and information anywhere on the interwebs, internets, whatever you want to call it. Their link will always be in the description or just visit their website, patriotpost.us. Tell them ABL sent you. Also, go to the merch website, my merch website, ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. We got the hats, T-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more right there on the website, ablmerch.com. Also, go to my regular website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. That letter B L O G A N. I was reading the comments and got distracted. Shout out to you guys. I appreciate y'all. But again, my website, AnthonyBlogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. The letter B L O G A N.com. Go to the front page of the website. We have articles for each video that I produce. I write them myself. And at the end of each article, there is Sources, there are sources from left, right, independent, politically agnostic, local, national, international, whatever kind of source you want, I have right there on the website. So you're able to fact check me very easily. There's also videos that I may not be able to show or the full video without my commentary. Everything you need is right there on the website, anthonyblogan.com. Also go to anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. To find my email address, my snail mail address, my social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff is right there on the contact page, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. Also, if you're ever wondering if you are conversing with me on the internets, 
the first clue is if you're talking to someone that says you can get rich quick on this scheme or that scheme, that's not me. Don't be scammed. They may look like me. Someone may use my picture and someone may have a name that looks like my name, but don't be fooled. It's not me. And the best way, again, if it's, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. But the second thing is just cross-reference. If you're on some kind of WhatsApp or some kind of weird thing and some alarms are going off, just go to the contact page and see if the method of communication is listed there. If it's not listed right there, meaning my email address or my social media account, it is not me. Don't nobody got time to be getting scammed in 2023. That's not what's going on. Inflation is way too high. The cost of living has gone through the roof. Nobody has time to get scammed. All righty. So that's that. And thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. And we got quite a few things uh, to get through. And the comments are funny. Somebody said, Adewale B. Logan, hilarious. Shout out to all the Nigerians out there. My brother, uh, shout out to Nigerians. I, I have not that scammer today. Huh? I have not that scammer today. But yeah, shout out to all the Nigerians. I did my Nigerian accent for a Nigerian friend of mine, and they were not really impressed. It's like, oh, my friend, you must work on your Nigerian accent. Uh, that was such a good accent. I'm not impressed. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that it was a good accent. Huh? But anyway, shout out to you guys for being here. I really appreciate y'all. We got a lot to get through. There, there's a whole lot going on. I got a few videos for you guys. Uh, we're going to talk about Trump's mugshot. You got to talk about quite a few things. Uh, the, the mugshot being released. It's crazy. I don't know what they were thinking about. You know, there are other indictments going on. There are other indictments going on. And for some reason, they had the sense to not do the whole mugshot thing. But out there in Fulton County, it was not quite that same way. It was a tad bit different. It was most certainly a tad bit different. But hey, it, it is what it is. We're going to get into a few things here. And shout out to you guys again for joining. That that mugshot thing is is really crazy. Matter of fact, I kind of want to get into the mugshot just quickly. And the reaction from Trump. Because you know Trump's on Truth Social. And Trump is also on Twitter. Now, here's the thing about Trump being on Twitter. So when Elon took over the regime over on Twitter, he, I guess, unblocked Trump's account. But you see, what that did was it, it kind of gave him the ability to undercut true social. And when I say him, I mean either Elon Musk or Donald Trump. You see, Elon Musk gave Trump the ability to undermine his own social media platform because if Trump begins to post on Twitter, then there's no need for true social. The whole point behind true social was to be a place where you would go if you were banned from Twitter, essentially because it's a clone of Twitter, but you were not going to get banned over there for the same things that you would get banned over on Twitter for. If you have an unpopular political opinion, for the most part, you're not going to get banned. But during that time, you would be. So I'm not quite sure how long Trump's platform will stay along because the draw is Trump. So I don't really know how that works. I'm not really sure what's going on with that. Oh, and, and before I continue with anything else, RIP to my main man, Bob Barker. 
May he rest in peace at 99 years old. Now, you know what I was hearing people say? that You know what the question was? Was he vaccinated? It's like, okay. All right. I, like, I'm, I'm, I guess you would say a 10-4 hat wearer myself. I enjoy a good 10-4 hat. I sure do. But come on. This man was almost 100 years old. Anything could have come into the picture and took him out. It could have been a particle of dust. It could have been God himself like, all right, you had you had a good run, <laughs> but it's time to go. You're not immortal, okay? You're not going to be living on like some kind of uh, Greek deity or whatever. You're not going to be quite that way. At a certain point, you got to go to glory. But RIP to the big homie, my main man, Bob Barker, um, he will forever, in my mind, be the host of Price is Right. Plenty of summers in West Virginia or wherever I'm at at my grandma's house, and they got the price is right on TV. Y'all know what it is. All right. So shout out to Bob Barker. Um, 99 years old, a very long life. Yeah, exactly. A sneeze, anything could have taken them out. So, hey, you know, that that is a long, long life. You know how long 100, almost 100 years is? That is a long time. A long time. So if he was, let's let's just let's just round it to 100. I know he was 99. I know that let's just say he was 100. That means he was born in 1923. <laughs> you know, a long, you're talking about before the great depression, a long time. So yeah. Was he a naval aviator as well? Shout out to him. So he was a veteran. Yeah. I don't know too much about his life before celebrity, but yeah, RIP to my main man, um, Bob Barker. All righty. And um, we got some interesting things here. Some some very interesting things. I got some memes and whatnot of the uh, of um, Trump and the the of Trump and the mugshot and some more things. Um, people are asking questions like, "How can you run? How can you how can you be running for president while you're facing uh, charges?" Easy. Listen, it doesn't really matter what you're facing. Um. There's only three qualifications to become the president. The three qualifications to become the president, what are they? 35 years old or older, minimum. You must be a natural-born U.S. citizen, and you must have lived in the USA for at least 14 years. That's it. You could be a convicted felon. You could be someone who's in jail, in prison. And just because you're charged with a thing, does not mean you did it. Because, you know, the last time I checked, last time I checked, it was innocent until proven guilty. Yes, that's what I was told. But, hey, may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, just, just because you're charged with a thing, that means you did it. Right away, just, you know, no questions asked. You did it if they said you did it. All right, now, hold on. Let's go ahead and go to um, a couple things here. All right. Now, first... Let me, let me show this. Let, let me show this right here. Now, for a little bit of context of Trump and the mugshot and the, the potential charges or the charges that are being laid against him that he's going to have to face in court. Now, there's also a RICO case going on in Georgia, Fulton County at the same time. That's also being charged by Fonnie Willis or being prosecuted by Fonnie Willis. This is YSL. Now, I've covered these guys on the channel before, but... Long story short, YSL are allegedly a gang. 
Um, if you ask them, they'll say, oh, no, we're just rappers. And YSL stands for Young Stoner Life. All we do is rap, make music. That's it. But according to the federales, according to local authorities, according to uh, some informants, YSL means Young Slime Life. It is a gang. I think it's a blood gang down there in Atlanta. Now, they are allegedly connected to 50 murders from 2015 up until a couple years ago. 50 murders they are allegedly connected with. So, one of the main guys, or the main guy, Young Thug, really big rapper, um, that's his dad right there, this guy, Jeffrey Williams Sr., and he's out there with a T-shirt on that says, Free YSL. Okay, and the caption to this picture says, Young Thug's dad wants to know why Donald Trump and his team got a bond and not Young Thug, despite having similar RICO charges. Now, I guess he means Trump got a bond and some guys from the RICO indictment. There was one person, I think his name is Harrison Floyd. If that's wrong, let me know in the comments. But he was a guy that might have been like... Uh, he might have been the chair of Black Voices for Trump. He's currently being held without bond. He's one of the 18 or 19 that got indicted with Trump. But anyway, I digress. So here is Young Thug's dad. And this sign says, free YSL. Trump and crew got a bond. Young Thug and YSL faced the exact same charges, but no bond, question mark. Make justice fair. We deserve a fair fight too, Fani. And... It signed Jeffrey Williams Sr., Young Thug's dad. Now, the thing about this, Mr. Williams, is that the last I checked, I don't think anyone here in the Trump indictment is being accused of murdering anybody. I don't think anybody in the Trump indictment is being charged with a murder. Now, YSL and crew are allegedly connected to 50 murders, now, I don't know what the exact charges are for everybody, including Young Thug and the other guys in the group, but there are no bodies connected to Trump and anyone else in the indictment, unlike your son and his crew. Okay, you're talking about um, murders, drugs, guns. That's it. Now, Trump and quote-unquote crew are part of a political narrative that is being fought all over the country. It started out there in New York City, Alvin Bragg. He was the first, um, he was the first bowling ball down the lane. Okay, let's get him on something ticky tack. As long as we get him charged, we break the precedent. Now we're gonna be able to charge a former president with whatever. Gone are the the days of, you know what? This is a former president. Maybe we shouldn't get him on ticky tack charges. Those days are over with, or at least for now. And you know what? I got to I gotta say something here. I got to say something's been on my mind for a minute before we get to the mugshot. I got to say this. All the, the hoops they're jumping through to try and get Trump locked up, to keep him in court action, to drain his resources, all of what they're going through tells me that voter fraud isn't really a thing. Because, hear me out, why would you do all this if you got voter fraud on your side, if you could just rig the election, what's the purpose of going through all of this? Spending all this money, all this time, all these resources, 
creating enemies, burning bridges, creating new precedent. Why would you do any of this if you could simply rig the election? Second, what's the point of getting hyped up for Trump or anybody else if there's no confidence in the election? This tells me that the the voting machines and things of that nature, that's not even the issue. The issue is the weaponization of our justice system of trying to lock guys up, have them in court action to make you discouraged from being able to go vote. As I was saying earlier, people were saying, hey, how can he get, how can he be uh, running for president while he's facing charges? They think that that shouldn't even really be happening. That's the normie mindset. So people are being influenced that way. That's if, if there's any kind of rigging going on, that's what it is. Not about the paper ballots and stuff like that. That's, that's kind of like normie thinking. The normies are being brainwashed by stuff like this because they think that precludes someone from becoming the president if they're facing any kind of charges. Whether they're guilty or innocent, just by being charged, they think you can't become the president. And he won't be able to campaign as much because all the court dates and everything else. Plus, there's a resource drain, paying for lawyers here, paying for lawyers there, and it being drawn out for a long period of time. It's a mess. It's a whole big mess. Now, um, let me just go to something else here. And then some are saying, well, that's the excuse they're going to have. If they, if, they, if they do the fraud, then the excuse for him losing is, well, he was going through the court action. Again, why do what, like, they don't, have, they don't, there's no need to do all this. There's no need for four different indictments. <laughs> it's overkill, okay? Now, here is an example of what I'm talking about right here. This is what I'm talking about. This rapper, Plies, I'm not mispronouncing it, P-L-I-E-S, Plies, uh, a.k.a. Kurt Franklin. Plies is the weekend Kurt Franklin. But anyway, his question is this. Can somebody explain to me how you can be facing 230 years in prison and out on four bonds and can still run for the highest office in the land of the president of the USA? but couldn't get a job at Chick-fil-A if you were facing those same charges. Now, first of all, I'm not quite sure if they're going to ask you during a Chick-fil-A interview, are you facing charges? Are you going to court for a particular thing? But even if you were, that's totally irrelevant. Again, as I said from the beginning, there's only three qualifications to become the president or to be eligible to become the president. Only three. Again, I'll state them. You must be at least 35 years old. You must be a natural born U.S. citizen. And you must have lived in the USA for 14 years. That's it. That's it. So it doesn't matter about facing charges or even being a convicted felon. You can go to the penitentiary. You could be in the penitentiary and become the president. Okay. And the way it works. Now, if I'm wrong, y'all correct me. But the way it works, if Trump was to actually get convicted on anything, federal charges especially, if he was to be convicted but still get elected, he could pardon himself and be out. He could pardon everybody else in the indictments if that is what he wanted to do if he becomes president again because he has the power to pardon. Okay? Now, am I right or wrong? Now, there is some ambiguity, I suppose, because some are saying his power of pardon only applies to federal charges 
But I think Mark Levin said that it could also apply to state charges. But I don't know if he's correct or incorrect. I know for certain it applies to federal charges. But different story. I digress. The whole point is all that doesn't matter. And here's something else. You got to think big, plies. You got to think big because you may have issues if you are a convicted felon and getting certain jobs. But I know plenty of felons that own corporations. Mike Landell smoked crack for a living at one point and now is the head honcho behind my pillow. You got to think bigger than that. Okay. You can go from smoking crack for a living, get locked up, go to the penitentiary, spend years behind bars, come home and be somebody. And even beyond a celebrity level, I know plenty of guys like regular people, regular guys that I grew up with guys that I'm friends with would go to the penitentiary for a long time. I'm talking about not just you're in jail for a minute. I'm talking about five years, six years, 10 years in the penitentiary, come home, become self-employed, make six figures, get married, have a family, do all that good stuff. So you got to think bigger. You can't just think, okay, I'm going to flip burgers at 835. Think about something bigger than what you may have thought you could accomplish. Aim high, shoot for the stars, land on the moon. That's my um, philosophy. That's pretty much how I go about it. So shout out to Mike Lindell. Hey, ain't no more crack smoke. He's out there making money, making things happen. World famous celebrity, rich guy, owns his own company. And that's not necessarily an aberration. That's not necessarily something that's unheard of. You can do that here in America. That's why this is the best country on planet Earth. You go to other parts of the world, it's not going to be that way. In other parts of the world, if you're born into one particular uh, I guess you would say a caste system or a class, you're going to stay there forever. In America, it's not that way. You can do what you want to do here in this country. All it takes is um, some brain power, some studying, um, some skill, you know, a stroke of luck sometimes. I don't know. You could do a lot, but I digress. I don't want to preach too much. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Now, check it out. Here's the mugshot of our guy Trump. And this is a tweet from Trump. I think this is only, this is his only recent tweet. Again, remember he had been banned from the platform. Then when the Elon Musk regime took over, they unbanned him. Now, if Trump begins to tweet regularly, rather than putting things on true social, then true social dies because then there's no need for true social. Why would I be over there? Because remember, the whole point behind Truth Social was to have a censorship-free or kind of censorship-free platform that's just like Twitter. But now Twitter is that platform, you see? So if he comes back and begins posting regularly, then Truth Social is no more. But anyway, here's a mugshot. And this, this, this is his tweet. It says, mugshot, August 24th, 2023. And... Under it, he says, election interference, never surrender, DonaldJTrump.com. All right, so that is the mugshot. It's been all over the place. It's been in all kind of memes and everything else. I think Babylon B had a bunch of stuff. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me see if I could find the, uh, the Not the B or Babylon B article in which they had a bunch of um, different memes. And... Let me see if I can find it. We'll go ahead and keep on rocking and rolling here. 
All right. And you know what? I think about every time Trump gets indicted, I'm not quite sure what their, I, I don't know what their objective was behind getting Trump indicted because all they're going to do really is just make him more popular. I'm going to show that video when he went through the hood in just one moment. I'm definitely going to show that. So all they're doing really is making them more popular because people are now, you know, kind of like tuning in and seeing what's going on. And they're, you know, they're like, wait a minute. I don't like what's happening here. And they, they're kind of like getting behind them. They're most certainly getting behind them. And they may wind up voting for them for sure. And I hope that they do. I really hope so. They should. And all right. Now, hold on. I got the, um, I wanted to show a couple of memes and then I'm going to show the rolling through the hood video, uh, where Trump was leaving Atlanta, leaving the courtroom. All right, here we go. I'm sure there are more and I'll find some, but here's a couple that really got me. And this is, uh, <laughs> what you're seeing right here is a mug shot with like a, a screen over it. It's like what you would see from the inside of a microwave. And then the caption says, what my chicken nuggets see in my microwave at, at 3 a.m. That That's pretty much it. That That's how I'm going to do. Now, if it's me at 3 a.m., it'll be that cheesecake factory bread. Throw that in there for about 25 seconds, get it nice and warm. Get some of that, that famous butter that they, that they make with it. Spread it on there nice and thin. When it's nice and warm out the, out the microwave, it's perfect. So that right there is a perfect meme. 100%. And then on Babylon B, they said, um, you know, Babylon B is a satire website, of course. Okay, let's block notifications, shall we? Or nah. Okay, never mind. And then it says Trump pays $12 extra to get the cool laser background mugshot. There, there we go. That right there is actually fantastic for merchandise. That might need to go on a t-shirt for sure. Um, I saw a video, I'm not quite sure if it was true or not, of a guy walking around with um the Trump mugshot on his on his uh, on his shirt. He was getting all kind of crazy reactions. But I don't know if it was real. But my thing is people are so soft. It's like, why why be so offended or so quick to react to a t shirt of a mugshot? Like, what is the problem? But people are soft like that nowadays. I think the internet has made a lot of people um, make them kind of soft, make them kind of soft. I'm gonna try to find some more memes right quick. Then I move on to the, um, I move on to, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, we got an article right from New York Post. Okay, we got an article from New York Post. And really, if anybody on the left wants to post, really, you know what? People are posting the meme or posting the mugshot on the left in an attempt to say, look at your president, ha, ha, ha. But really, all you're doing is helping them promote. It, you know, it's all you're doing. You're just posting the picture. You might as well say, vote Trump 2024, where you keep posting the mugshot. In an attempt to make it negative, you're posting memes and stuff like that. You're just helping. You're, you're just helping 100%. All right. Now, we got a few here. We, we got a few. All right. This is on New York Post. So here's the regular mugshot. Here's the regular one. All right. And then here's another one. 
You got some guys uh, hanging the picture up on the wall. All right. It could be a White House portrait. Let's let's do it. And then there's another one. Retribution with the eyes glowing. <laughs> okay. Um, somebody trying to make fun. You know, making the ostrich with some with some uh, ramen noodles on top. You got him as Naruto. Okay, with the, with the, with the hairstyle and the band. Um, again, trying to make fun, trying to save the slug or whatever. Uh, the Kubrick stare from the Stanley Kubrick movies. You got The Shining, and I'm not sure what the other ones are. Do you recognize these films? I know that's Jack Nicholson. Was that The Shining? There's two other ones. And they all have in a similar expression. Now, what are these movies? What are these three movies? And then we got Trump right there. And a hint, again, this is Stanley Kubrick directed movies. All right. So y'all let me know what these movies are. And if you want to pause that, you can go back on it. Oh, here's another one. Got some Nickelback going on. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. Oh, our eyes get so red. Okay, I need, I need a little bit of work on that one because that one right there, it was a little janky. I was like, all right, come on, come on, meme guys. I know you can do better. All right, let's let's not have all that going. TikTok is a little, a little extra. Let's go back to what I was looking at. And here's one that I liked. Uh, Never surrender President Donald J. Trump. We stand united with Trump. And it's his mugshot in the center of a bunch of guns surrounding them. You've seen that picture before where it's one person their head with like 20 guns surrounding them. Now the guns that are pointing at them, you got Soros indictment, Democrats indictment, DOJ, globalists, rhinos, deep state, fascists, swamp, uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton indictment, communists, Marxists, P-files, indictment, Antifa, fake news, federales. That's a good one. That's, that's also t-shirt worthy right there. You got, got the thug life one with the with the chain and the, the 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 blunt and the glasses and all of that. That's a good one. You gotta have Joe Biden up behind you, sniffing you, of course. So shout out to all of those. Now you gotta get to the video of my man when he strolled through the hood. Let me see if I can find. There's, there's a couple of them. Let me see if I can put up pull up mine. And then we'll look at the other ones. And shout out to you guys for watching the shorts on my page. I'm going to do more shorts because I thought for a while, I, I had not done shorts in a while on my page because I thought it messed with my algorithm. But I'm being told that it's not, the, it's not true. So I'll do more shorts. All right. Now, let me play this one. Then we play the other one. All right. So again, so Trump left Rice Street. If you know about Atlanta, you know about Rice Street. It's like in the hood or nearby. So when he left, he went through the hood and there was a big motorcade. So let's check it out. Somebody got everybody. So everybody's black. We're in the hood. We're in we're in Atlanta. Free Trump. They're, they're, they're cheering, they're waving. Now, I was told that if I like Trump, I'm all kind of racial slurs. And you know, you know what the funny thing is? 
like it, it's it's so funny because it's always the real educated, more howdy, like howdy toddy, bougie people that will say things like that. Like, oh, if you're like Trump, you don't like people of color. People in the hood don't talk like that. They don't talk like that. The problem is that a lot of the hood does not vote. I, I read a stat that said 70% of those who make under $30,000 a year, again, 70% of those who make below 30 grand a year do not vote. That's black, white, Puerto Rican, candy stripe. That's just the reality of the situation. They don't vote. And then when they do vote, a lot of times they just vote how they kind of had been raised up to vote. But to think that the hood does not like Donald Trump is ridiculous. There were so many rap songs about Trump before he became the president. You think, you think the love just goes away? The people that don't like Trump now probably never liked him. But let's run it back one more time. Then we get to my video. About they got everybody, so they're all out. It's like, it's like, like a parade, <laughs> they're all out there. Free Trump, they're waving, they're cheering. It's not like a bunch of booze, and there's no negativity or nothing like that going on. Nothing like that happening at all. Not all. All right, so that's just what it is. Now, check it out. Watch this. Let's look at the um, another angle of the same. Motorcade from a different location slightly, but on the same street pretty much. Let's check it out. It's a little bit, it's a little bit of cussing, so if you got kids, cover their ears. So everybody, like the whole hood is out. This is the hood. They're out. Everybody's out trying to see if they could find Trump, see if they could spot him, free Trump. But again, Joe Biden said, if I like Trump, if I want to vote for Trump, then I'm not black. So a white man could tell me that I'm not black if I want to vote for Trump. But when I go to the hood, it's nothing but love for Trump. So I'm just trying to figure out who is right and who is wrong. The people themselves or a guy like Joe Biden. I'm I'm just trying to understand. Oh God. That was Trump right there. That was Trump that walked back. Yeah, that was Trump. Oh, that might have been him. We don't know who he is. That might be him. That might be him. So, yeah, the whole hood came out for Trump. Everybody's saying free Trump in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Very, a very blue city, but why? A lot of people that, you know, a lot of people that want to be really progressive in a place all over the country, regardless of race. You could be in Atlanta, Georgia, Denver, Colorado, Phoenix, Arizona, LA, California, San Fran, Chicago, New York, 
Miami, wherever you are, if there's any kind of liberalism happening, not Miami, that's a more of a red city, but you understand what I'm saying. In any place where you got any kind of liberal power happening, it's the the more elite people that got money, it's the it's the bourgeoisie, it's the more so-called educated, indoctrinated, same thing. It's them running the show. That's the reality of the situation. That is the reality. Very simple. All right. So yeah, shout out to the hood, shout out to Trump and free Trump for sure. Okay, you know what you, you know what you see in a lot of these uh more progressive areas. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you what you see. I got an interesting picture from Premier League, and I think that's uh what we call over here in the States. We call that soccer. Okay, they they we call we call that soccer. It's called soccer. Now you see stuff like this in very liberal areas. You see what's going on here? This, this is not a hood thing. You're not going to ever see this in the hood, right? Now, what I have on the screen for you guys that can't see it, this is a display supporting Ukraine on the big Jumbotron type deal at the top of the stadium. It's a Ukraine flag, and it says football stands together. And then underneath that, you have people holding up either blue or yellow squares. All right, these, these are people down here holding the signs up. I don't know if you can see it. I'm going to zoom in a little bit. That's human beings down there holding the signs up. Now, this is what you're going to see in very, very liberal areas. Okay, that's what they're into. All right, that's what they're into. Not in the hood. Not in um, poor West Virginia, Kentucky. You're not going to see that. And I, I've lived in both. I've lived in poor West Virginia, and I lived in the hood in Virginia too. You're not going to see this there. You see this in your more upper crust area. And, you know, I've gone through Atlanta quite a bit too. I've been in the hood in Atlanta, and I've also been in some of the nicer areas in Atlanta. And they're not very far apart. What you see in the hood, what you just saw on the screen with everybody out there saying free Trump or whatever. Now, in the more uh, bougie areas, Somebody said it. They were like, if you see a Black Lives Matter sign in Atlanta, that means nobody black lives there. That means you're in a white neighborhood if you see a Black Lives Matter sign. And that's 100% real. You know that because Atlanta is a funny place, it's segmented. It could be spots where it's all 100% black, some spots where it's kind of mixed, black and white, and then some spots is like 99% white. And in those areas, like in the, in the city, 99% white, Black Lives Matter, um, LGBT, uh, trans flags, you're going to see that. You're not going to see that kind of stuff in the poorer areas. You just, you're just not going to see it, all right? So it's interesting when people that have money want to put forward as the, the, the standard for everybody else. Funny how that works, but different story, I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And we have more, of course. Um, now, oh, my man. Here, here's, okay, I got a couple of videos. First, about Vivek. Somebody put out a video about Vivek. This is from Matt Kim. His uh, Twitter is MattAttack009 underscore. Again, MattAttack009 underscore on Twitter. I'm going to play this. He has an interesting 
uh, case to make about Vivek. He, he wants to just, he's kind of suspicious about him and he's giving his two cents. And I want you guys to let me know what you think. So let's go ahead and throw it on the screen and let it roll. And again, shout out to him for the video. Uh, what's the name again? His name is Matt Kim. Vivek Ramaswamy. Should you trust him? Some of you won't like this, but hear me out. He seems to be everywhere. Clips of him giving it to the man and calling out the establishment all over social media. Skyrockets from unknown to top of the Republican polls. And I understand why. He says what we all want to hear. End the war, secure the border, drain the swamp, unity, freedom, truth. Which outlets are considered untrustworthy propaganda media? MSNBC, Business Insider, AP, Forbes, The New York Times, The New Yorker, Huffington Post, Axios, Political, just to name a few. The mouthpiece of the establishment. Then why are they all so supportive of Vivek? It's a great question. Really good question. And shout out to him. Um, a lot of you guys may like him as far as meaning Vivek, or maybe you don't. But what he's saying right here is pretty interesting. Doesn't make sense. How is he considered anti-establishment when he's supported by the establishment? If you or I were to say some of the anti-woke things he says, we would be shadow banned. But somehow, he's trending on every single major social media platform. Hmm. Prior to politics, he was a hedge fund manager. His claim to fame was a pharmaceutical startup company called Royvent. In the nine years it's been in business, it has never been profitable or delivered a working product. Although Royvent continues to fail their clinical trials, they were able to find investors and raise money making Vivek an extremely wealthy entrepreneur. Good at convincing people to invest. Poor at delivering product and execution. Not a good sign. So what about the money? The media highlights that Vivek has invested over $10 million of his own money to fund his campaign, an honorable feat. Vivek announced his run for presidency in February 2023. How long do you think it takes to make that decision and execute a plan? Six, eight months? July 2022, the value of Royvent stock is just over $3 per share. On February 21st, 2023, Vivek announces his run for presidency, and on February 22, he sells 4 million shares for approximately $32 million at nearly $8 per share. Well over $15 million in profit in six months prior to him announcing presidency. Good for him, right? Make that money. Company is losing over $1 billion per year, but he got paid. Smart guy. But anytime things are just so coincidental, I'm forced to keep digging. Why did the stock price of an unprofitable, failing company rise over 100%? How does it go from an all-time low to nearly its all-time high? Institutional money. You remember when Vivek said the financial investment giants like BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard represent arguably the most powerful cartel in human history? Well, guess who's on the list of institutional investment giants that started giving his company money one year ago? You want to guess? BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. All three have added to their positions in the last quarter, and Roviant, which Vivek still owns 7% share in, is now up over 300% in the last year, making it worth close to $1 billion. During the Republican primary debate, Vivek vowed to end the teachers' union. 
Guess who is also on this list of investors? California State Teachers Retirement System. Look, his intentions may be pure, and this is all a coincidence. Maybe there is a great explanation. However, I am not a financial analyst nor investigative reporter, but I was able to find all this out in a couple hours of sifting through publicly available data. Why is his connection to George Soros via scholarship and his involvement in the Ohio COVID-19 response team scrubbed from Wikipedia? In 2021, he was named a young global leader by the World Economic Forum. Two years later, after using that title to raise investments for his company, he sued the WEF to remove his name from the list. Three months after that, he was able to settle with Klaus Schwab's WEF and receive a formal letter of apology. How do you sue what many may consider evil the World Economic Forum and win and get an apology letter in three months? He's either that good or I don't know. Any real journalist or news outlet could have easily found out all this info, but they didn't. Real question is, why? Well, there you have it. I mean, my man laid it out so well. Again, his name is Matt Kim. On Twitter, his handle is MattAttack009 underscore. Check him out. Matter of fact, I'm going to zoom in right there so you can see it. That's my man right there who you just watched talk about Vivek. Now, some of these things could be coincidences, but I mean, at a certain point, when there are so many coincidences that kind of compound each other, at a certain point, you got to think that it's not a coincidence. Maybe there's some intentional things going on. And Vivek is a very smart person, very smart, very slick, very smooth. I think at a certain point, to become successful and rich like the way he is, you got to do things with intent to create your wealth, to create your 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 ability to go out there and run for president. Like, who is this guy coming from nowhere, running for president and doing very well? You got to be smart with what you do. And it's not always, you're not always using your intelligence for um, benevolent purposes. So, I mean, some of you guys might like Vivek, just look at the information. If what he's saying is not really that serious, you don't really care, whatever, okay. And somebody said, we don't, we don't need to hear this. Why not hear the truth? Why, why not hear information? I mean, I'm always wanting to learn new information. I'm always wanting to learn new things. I always want to know more about a particular thing or more about a particular person. If someone's doing very well in the polls or whatever it is, or they could be an elected official, they could be some kind of way in the government, even if not the president, I'd want to know about them. Why not? Why not know all the information? Okay. So that's pretty much what it is. Somebody says, what's that about Biden? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about one particular person at a time. We're talking about Vivek. We can talk about every person in the whole world. It's like, okay, if I'm talking about Vivek, then what about all the other people in the whole government? I don't know. Should he do, should, should he do expose on everybody in the whole world? I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, some people need to hear all the information. Why not? I love, like me, I'm the kind of guy that I'll be on my phone all night reading information about random stuff. I'm I'm curious. I want to know things. So I'm going to read up on it. I'm going to figure out what's going on. I'm going to get down to the bottom of it. Oh, we got a long road until 2024. 2024 is going to be crazy. Remember, remember, um, 
when Joe Biden ran in 2020, he was dead in the water for a while. Remember Booty Geek won Iowa? They're talking about Booty Geek might win. Now, in reality, Booty Geek had no chance, but he was doing very well for a while. He sure was. And then here comes South Carolina with overwhelmingly majority black Democratic voting bloc who brought him back from the dead, speaking about Joe Biden, that is. And ever since then, he's been on the roll on the back of Barack Obama, basically. Black folks knew him from Barack Obama and white folks from Barack Obama. And they got him in because of that. Not, not because he's like some kind of great candidate or a great politician. You've been in government since 1970, what, 273? And what have you done of any significance that's going to help anybody? Uh, the, the, the crime bill? <laughs> uh, like, what have you really done? Uh, get bags, money for your son and for yourself, 10 for the big guy, get a Corvette, all that kind of good stuff. What have you really done? All right. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Okie dokie. Now, let's get into this. Now, have you guys seen um, your guy, Oliver Anthony? He has a very viral song, Rich Men North of Richmond. Now, this guy is from Farmville, Virginia, which is like central Virginia. It's probably about an hour or so west of Richmond. Richmond is like, when you start to get into central Virginia, but it's kind of like still in the east part. and But it's, it's a little bit further inland. The way Virginia works, if you don't know, on the eastern part, which is where I was, you know, raised in southeast Virginia, Hampton Road, seven cities, you can go up, what, 95, I suppose, 64, 95. You go to Richmond, and then you go to D.C. So you got Hampton Road, seven cities, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, on the very south by North Carolina, Richmond, about two hours away, up north. And north of that, you start to get into northern Virginia. Then you get into D.C. So you're probably about from Richmond, probably about an hour and a half from D.C. All right. So his song, from what I was able to gather, it's about the government just not doing right. Inflation and all kind of crazy things happening in D.C. Now, he, Oliver Anthony, has responded to the the song's success saying that, hey, they played it at the RNC debate, which is kind of funny because I'm talking about them. Like, they're playing my song at the debate, but I'm speaking about them. So you got to hear this. You might, you might not have heard it because it's a different thing to hear from him than what you may expect. All right, let's go ahead and check it out here. If there is anything for me to address at all with you, it's that... Uh You know, it's the one thing that has bothered me is seeing people wrap politics up into this. Uh, I'm disappointed to see, like, it's aggravating seeing people on conservative news try to identify with me like I'm one of them. It's aggravating seeing certain musicians and politicians act like we're buddies and, and act like we're fighting the same struggle here, like that we're trying to present the same message. Uh, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people reach out to me, and I've tried to be polite to everybody, and um, I've talked to 
hundreds of people the last two weeks. But it seems like certain people want to just ride the attention of this song to maybe make them their own selves relevant, and that's aggravating as hell. The other thing that I find aggravating is, uh, well, you know, like it was funny seeing my song in the. It was fun. It was funny seeing it at the presidential debate. Because it's like, I wrote that song about those people, you know? So for them to have to sit there and listen to that, uh, that cracks me up. <laughs> uh, but it was funny kind of seeing the response to it. Like, that song has nothing to do with Joe Biden, you know? It's a lot bigger than Joe Biden. Um, that song is written about the people on, the, on that stage. And a lot more, too. Not just them, but, but definitely them. So, okay, your take, you guys, give me your response. What's your reaction to what he said? Again, this is Oliver Anthony. He has that really hot viral song, Richmond, North of Richmond. I did a video on it. I played it on a live stream. That was his reaction to the song Success. And he's like, hey, you guys at the RNC playing the song, we're not on the same team. The song is about you guys. Meaning, I guess, the federal government, I suppose. But you got to understand. Like, I understand his perspective. I get it. The problem is that the fan base who's going to be. His the the song is going to is going to garner a certain fan base. And these are going to be your conservative people. That's just the reality. Your your liberal people are not really going to like that song too much. They like big government. You see what I'm saying? They like the guys in D.C., the rich, spin off the rich. They, they like those people. But the conservatives are having the problem. So I understand where he's coming from. It's like, hey, it's really just about the government. And I'm kind of on the same page. Personally, I am a hater of the federal government. I do not like the federal government. Anybody that knows me know that the federal government is a problem. I always I, I say it to the point where it's like I kind of I kind of get tired of saying it. Local politics. When normally talking about one person, one election every four years, I get triggered. It's like <laughs> that's part of it. Don't get it confused. Voting for the president, voting and your, your your national that's important. But what's most important is voting locally. Who's your mayor? Who are your senators in your state? Your and your 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 um your federal people, your federal people, your, your your house reps, your your senators, state senators, your local reps. Who's the sheriff? Do you know him? Have you ever seen him? Her? The police chief? Do you know who that is? Like these are really important things that are going to make your life one way or another way locally, because we're talking about drag queen story time. When you're talking about kids knowing how to read and write and do arithmetic, when you're talking about things you got to do with every day, that doesn't come from Washington, D.C. That's, that's not a D.C. thing. Now, certain things come from D.C. Like, I don't know, inflation comes from D.C. The southern border is a federal issue. There are certain things the federal government can do that will impact your life, but there are more things that can be impacted by your local government. So, what I'm saying is, I'm not a fan of the federal government. Local, more important. Federal government is so corrupt, so ridiculous. However, at the same time, Oliver Anthony, your song 
is going to attract conservative people. It's going to be at the debate. It's going to be a debate question. Why wouldn't it be? It has to be because people are connected to it. The, the, the audience that you are connected to are going to be the ones that go out there and vote for the Republican candidate. 95% of the time, you might be able to touch into some libertarian people, but that's not going to be the majority of your audience. So it is what it is. I understand his perspective, but I also understand why some men are like what he said. I understand both, um, both sides of that for sure. So shout out to him. You know, this guy is in a trailer, 700 bucks a month type rent in small town, Virginia. And overnight he becomes a celebrity. He's famous overnight. He's going down Outer Banks, North Carolina, performing in front of sold-out shows. People travel to go see him. When as it, it, uh, before, like a few weeks ago, nobody was going to the shows. It might be a couple of guys that he might know from the local area, and that's it. So it's different. Fame does something to you, for sure. Oh, your school boards? Absolutely, honey, um, honey bean. The school boards are also very important because that's the whole big mess right there. Oh, did you guys see my video about the the, the um the fourteen year old girl who read the hurt feelings report? Now this was hilarious because check it out. Whenever you have a school board has to get humbled by a child, I mean you're you're not if if that's going on you're probably going in the wrong direction. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not saying that it was the wrong thing to do, but if that's happening. If you're getting humbled by kids on the school board, then are, are you are you the adults in the room or not? You see, me talking about a school board, a government, whether it be state, uh, city, town, federal, whatever it is, they should be the leaders. They should be the ones in charge. You got to go to them to get questions answered, to get things accomplished. But if they're getting schooled by kids, then how are they going to be able to lead anybody? Check it out. If you've not seen this, I'll play it right quick for you guys. If you've seen it, I'll play it for you one more time. But check it out. And RIP headphone users. No, excuse me. So a little bit of context. Now, apparently the girl and her mom had some issues with the school board before. Maybe she got up and spoke and they didn't like what she said. People got offended. People got triggered or whatever. So she's like, okay, you guys are so offended and so triggered. What I'm going to do is um, give you a report you can fill out. So when you're offended, when you're triggered, when you're butt hurt, fill this out and that might help. So she's passing a copy of the report around to all the school board members right now. Okay. Again, this is a 14 year old girl in some school somewhere, probably eighth or ninth grade destroying the woke school board and they already offended before she used, she she hadn't said one word yet and they're already offended let's start from the top shall we are you afraid? It's not going to hurt anybody. Are you intimidated by a child? Yes. They are. 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 They
meeting, a few of you board members were triggered by the facts and truth my mom, myself, and a few of the other commenters spoke about. I did a bit of digging online, and I discovered a way to follow up on the airing of your grievances regarding the public speakers at these meetings. It is called the Hurt Feelings Report. At the end, you'll see that there's a place for your name, date your feelings were hurt, name a person who hurt your feelings, and which feelings were hurt. There's also a part to document your injury, such as which ear were the hurtful words spoken into? Is there permanent damage to your feelings? Did you require a tissue for your tears? And if the words resulted in a traumatic brain injury. Part four of this report is important for you to know. You can mark all the reasons you fill in the report. Some of the reasons are as follows. I am thin-skinned. My feelings are easily hurt. I didn't sign up for this. I was told that I'm not a hero. I was offered I was not offered a tissue. I want my mommy and other options. Again, you can check all that apply to your hurt feelings. There's additional space for you to explain in more depth on how your feelings were hurt. The bottom of the form reference is the department. The department refers to the parent attendees of these meetings. The statement on the bottom of the report reads as follows. We, as the department, take her, very, take her feelings very seriously. If you don't have someone who can give you a hug or make things all better, please let us know and we will promptly dispatch a hugger to you as soon as possible. In the event a hugger cannot be found, an EMS team will be dispatched. If you are in need of supplemental support upon written request, we will make every reasonable effort to provide you with a blanket, binky, or a bottle if you so desire. Remember to sign the form and you can present it to all the parents at the next meeting since they are the people responsible for voting you onto the board. They are your bosses. Now, a little bit of context. And shout out to her. This is amazing. Somebody asked me just now, what's the context? What's she responding to? Well, this girl and her mom would go to the school board meetings and I guess they would say certain things that would offend the school board. So she's like, okay, you guys are offended at me. You guys have your feelings hurt. Now, what you can do is fill this report out, okay? So if I hurt your feelings, go fill it out and say, hey, where did I hurt you? What ear did the hurtful words come in? And when you fill it out and submit it, they will dispatch a hugger, maybe EMS, and they will cure your hurt feelings. And the school board, as you can see their faces in the back, did not like what was being said. They were getting triggered by that. It's like, yo, if you're that thin-skinned, as she was talking about in the report, maybe you shouldn't be in this level of authority. Maybe go back to just grading papers or something before that. Entry level and work your way back up. Go back into the, the trenches, get a tough skin, and then come out to the school board. And we'll determine if your grievances are legitimate 
and that actions should be taken. I'm sure that they will be as attentive to your complaints as you can to theirs. Please feel free to make copies of this blank form so you can file hurt feeling reports in the future when you feel any of the public speakers at these meetings are in violation of their personal Look, you see, you see my man's face right here, and shout out to her. She did amazing. Hold on, do I have to? Yeah, shout out to her. She did amazing. Okay, wait. You see my man right here. Look at his face. <laughs> like that was the faces of the school board throughout the entire thing. They were not amused. They were pretty embarrassed. But hey, I love it. A lot of these woke school boards deserve that kind of treatment because that's how they act. A lot, of, a lot of these people, a lot of these adults that are not on the school board are acting the same way. And that's why a lot of these kids are running around here lost, don't know what's going on, have, don't have no direction because the adults are so soft, the adults are so uh, pathetic that the kids don't know how to behave. So, yeah, shout out to the young girl. That was amazing. And shout out to her mom as well, 100%. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up like the video share the video do all that good stuff that'll help me out tremendously now speaking of um a reaction from people that was a little bit different carlos santana now santana y'all know who that is he is a world famous musician a guitarist and he was playing at a concert in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Now, I did a video on this, and it's unfortunate that he apologized, but at the same time, I'm not quite sure if he did. Before I play the video, I'll tell you about the apology or the alleged apology. Now, I read that he apologized after the video kind of went viral, saying, you know, I, I didn't mean anything by it, and... Sorry to the trans community. And I was reading on CNN. They said that he put the statement on the Facebook page. But then when I clicked the link to the Facebook page, it didn't go anywhere. It was a broken link. So I'm thinking, okay, did he delete the thing? Did he put an apology out there and then delete it? I'm not really sure. So maybe he apologized. Maybe he didn't. If he did apologize and left it up there, and didn't change his mind, that's terrible. Don't apologize to these people. If you say something, stand on it. Whatever you say, stand on it. And he didn't say anything that was that bad. Now, a little bit of context. Carlos Santana is from San Fran, Belly of the Beast, California. And let's hear what he has to say right here. I'll put it on the screen, of course. And if you want to see it in full without me, I think I have it in my, on my website on a video I did for it. Let's check it out. Oh, you're, oh, you're lying your ass up. There is no virtual reality. When God made you and me, before we came out of the womb, you know who you are and what you are. Later on, when you grow up and you see things and you start believing that you could be something that it sounds good, but you know it ain't right. 
because a woman is a woman and a man is a man. Whatever you want to do in the closet, that's your business. So I'm okay with that. I am like this with my brother Dave Chappelle. So that's the that's the video right there. Now what he said was right on point. It's like, look, whatever you want to do uh, in the closet, and that comment they said that he was trying to say that if you if you're trans or gay, stay in the closet and don't tell nobody. It's like, look, at the end of the day. Why must I know your sexuality? Why is that my business? Why? I don't really care. You know what? Back in the day, there were some things that you just didn't have to say, even if it was obvious. Like, okay, here's an example. You got a family reunion, right? And y'all know where I'm going, or you should know where I'm going. Now, at said family reunion or annual family gathering. It could be your grandma's birthday. It could be uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving or something. Every year, here comes your uncle and his roommate, <laughs> who's a male, who he's been coming to the same event with for the past 20 years. Nobody asks any questions. Nobody wants to know about y'all going to the Pride Fest. Everybody just knows what it is. You're not hiding this person. We can see what's going on. We can see Uncle Larry and his special friend. We already know what's happening. We don't have to be that deep in your business. It's simple. Just like there's many celebrities we knew were LGBT that did not have to come out and say it. Luther Vandross, RIP. A lot of guys and girls, we knew what it was. Why do we have to know everything? I don't want to know. It's not my business. Why do I care what you do in your, in your bedroom? I promise I don't. Now, my problem, and I think the problem with many people is when you, you bring kids into it, obviously, they shouldn't be involved. If you're an adult and you are with another adult that's consenting, that's your business, not mine. I don't agree with it. I'm not involved with it. But that's not my business. It's your business, not mine. Simple. But when you try to get me involved with it, when you try to say, hey, you know what, ABL? I identify as the crust on the bottom of your foot. Refer to me as hang nail. I'm like, look, man. All right, check it out. Check it out. I'm not going to do that. Thank you for asking. I'm not going to do that. And obviously what I see in front of me is a male, biological XY male. That's what I see. I'm not playing your game. All right, that's it. I'm not playing your game. And then they have pronouns that change throughout the, throughout the day. Okay, at 8 o'clock in the morning, before I have coffee, call me he, him. But then when I put on my lipstick and my makeup and my heels, you call me she, her, him. It's like, man, look. I don't want to know your business or be in your business. I don't want to, I don't want to do it. So what he said right there was right on point. Carlos Santana, what he said right there was right on point. He spoke about Dave Chappelle because Chappelle got in, in trouble for the same thing, talking about the trans community. And my, my thing is this, yo, check it out. If you want to be gay or whatever, 
If you're born gay, you want to be gay, I don't really care. Check it out. I don't care what you identify as, but if you want to be treated the same as everybody else, then I can joke on you too. I, I could crack jokes against the, the, the gay community, the, the male, female. Who, who, nobody is immune from jokes. You could be disabled. I don't care. Everybody's getting equal smoke. You can't say you want equality. Then, then you want unique and special treatment. That's not how it works. Either we have equality or we don't. Either we have it or we don't. That's simple. So what he said right there was right on point. What Dave Chappelle said was right on point. Remember when Chappelle had the, the comedy special and you had the two um, water buffaloes up front? Hold on. I got to find this. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Uh, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Hold on one second. I got to find these people because I, I have to find them. Um, Wait a minute. I, I got to, because he was doing the so-called offensive jokes. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Yes, here it is. I found it. Shout out to CJ Johnson for um this right here. This is... What I was trying to find. Hold on one second. Let me throw it over on the screen. Remember this? Wait a minute. <laughs> remember, remember that? It's like, look, man, why would you go to a comedy show just to get offended? What are you doing? You know that you're going to tell jokes. And I said it, I said it on my Facebook page. It was like, look, if your joke offends no one then it probably wasn't funny. It's going to offend somebody. I could say, you know what? I identify as a puff of train smoke. It'd be one guy out of 8 billion on planet Earth who does identify as a puff of train smoke. They go around wearing a costume with a smoke emitter. They got train tracks on their back and their high parts and whatnot. I offended them. I'm like, great. I'm glad somebody was offended because if nobody was offended and they probably wasn't that funny. Simple. They were heated. They were offended. They were triggered. That right there should go on a t-shirt because that is, look, the rest of the audience of different colors, genders, ages, having a good old time laughing except for them because somebody got to get offended. But just because somebody is offended does not mean that I should not be able to tell jokes. If that's the case, then comedy can no longer exist because somebody got to be offended. It's simple. Oh, the smell going to be crucial. You already know what it smells like. It smells like pet store. <laughs> it smells like pet smart in there. Because them cats in the crib are going to be a complete fool. <laughs> them, them cats in the crib are going to do whatever they want to do. Okay, they, they smell like PetSmart and 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 whatever kind of medication they're on. And a little bit of alcohol to wash it down. <laughs> okay, the smell is off the, off the, the marks. I mean, good night. But anyway, I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That needs to go on a t-shirt right next to the Trump uh, mugshot. 
that picture of them being triggered should go right there on the t-shirt for sure. All right. But yeah, shout out Carlos Santana for saying what needed to be said. Uh, hopefully he didn't really apologize. Hopefully it was like, um, you know, a publicist put something out there and then it got deleted. That's what I hope that it was. Nothing against the pet owners. Don't get triggered. Don't, don't be soft in here. Look, we're not a soft place. This, this, this is a place where we could just have fun and don't nobody need to get offended. If you're offended, I don't know what to tell you, man. You might need to fill out that report that the, that the girl was talking about. Hey, if you're mad about that joke, you know what you could do? You could go fill out the hurt feelings report. And all the reports say that ABL hurt your feelings. Tell them the time stuff. It was 9.20 p.m. Eastern time. He said it right in my eardrum and my Apple iPods or my little broke iPhone earplugs, right? He said it. I got offended. And maybe they will dispatch a hugger to make it all better. They give you a binky, a baba, a blankie, all that if you're offended at my joke. All right. But I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All righty. And what else we got going on here? Now, um, the debate. I won't cover all of that too much, but here's a question I got. Who do you think actually won the debate if you watched it? The GOP debate. Who won? Some say, I think the consensus is that Vivek won it. Um, DeSantis did okay, but it was weird. I, I, I think that although Vivek did well during the debate, it doesn't really matter. Nobody that was on stage has a chance to be able to overtake Trump. Trump at the end of the day is still the far and away front runner for the nomination. But see, I, I got to say one more time. Trump still should debate because not because he needs to, as far as getting a nomination. I think, I think he pretty much has a nomination sewn up. That's not really what needs to happen. The thing is, he needs to be able to expose himself to new people that have not voted for him yet. People like Vivek, who at age 35, voted for the very first time. Not making it up. Vivek is my age, 38, 39, right around that age. And he voted for the first time in 2020 at age 35, 34, 35. Okay. So, hey, I'm not hating, not judging, but it is what it is. So, you got to... Be exposed to new people, to those who have not voted for you before, to those who just turned 18 for the first time, who just now have the ability to vote, to those who need to be convinced. It's why you do campaigning. If there's no need to debate because you have the nomination, then why campaign? Then why do commercials? Then why do interviews? Then why do anything? It's all marketing. It's not even about trying to prove yourself to be the nominee. It's about marketing, period. That's it. So why would you refuse an opportunity to, to market yourself in front of a large audience? That's the whole point of commercials. That's the whole point of um, that's the whole point of campaigning to market yourself in front of a large audience, to reach the people, to convince the people to be in the forefront of the people's mind. 
what's happening right here with the indictments is, for, is marketing as well. Because they keep talking Trump, 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 Trump. That's marketing. Marketing was the Tucker and Trump interview. Marketing is the interviews. Marketing is the ads on television. Marketing is also the debate. So why not? Why would you refuse to do that? I don't really get it. All right. I like Grady from Sanford and saying, that's your mama. That's how your, that's how your mama look. <laughs> your mama got the same beard that I got. Matter of fact, I want your mama's beard routine because I know it's going to be fantastic. How about that? But anyway, Sadie says, really think 18-year-olds are going to watch the debate and decide on their own? I mean, I'm not really sure. I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. You know, some people, like, if you're going to vote in the election, you might want to watch a debate. It's an easy, it's a, it's a casual thing to do. It's not like trying to go research people and digging up information. And it's not like viewing their voting record. It's casual. It's a normal thing. Okay. You, you're, you're at the house. You see a commercial for the debate. You turn it on and watch it. It's easy. So maybe they will, maybe they won't. But the point is that you still want to be able to reach out to those who have not seen you yet. And again, Vivek voted for the very first time at age 35 in 2020. He was a, he's a very smart person, made a lot of money, rich guy, multi, multi, multi millionaire, but voted for the very first time just recently. So there are probably more guys like him who have never voted, who not, who do not vote. I said it before. If you make 30 grand or below 70% of you in that, income bracket do not vote so you might be voting for the very first time at age 40 those people exist you want to get everybody you don't you don't want to leave any stone unturned that's the whole point that i'm trying to make you know and also about voting also about voting you got to be able to embrace new ways of voting meaning you got to embrace early voting you got to be able to embrace uh ballot harvesting you got to be able to embrace voting by mail, embrace all of that. Because here's the thing about it. I don't understand. Some think that it's immoral to do ballot harvesting, but it's like, hey, whatever the laws are, you got to abide by the law. There's no sense in removing a way to succeed if it's legal. Why is it unethical? Why is it? A bad thing to do if it's legal then what are we saying why would that be a bad thing to ballot harvest i don't understand i don't get it it's new and i think a lot of us on the right don't want to change we want to go on a day of and vote that way but if the other side are voting through ballot harvesting early voting mail-in voting and a day of we're at we're at disadvantage we're, we're narrowing the window in which we can vote. So that's just, we're going to get less votes that way. And it's not going to work in our favor. So I don't really get it. Yeah. And when I ask that question, nobody can really say why it's bad. They say it's bad, but it's like, why is it bad? Why? That's the question. And if it's, bad then you got to be able to change laws in your state to make it not be so but 
again, you have to ask yourself, why would the law be changed? We got to get down to really answering these questions because if we don't answer the questions and we just left with nothing. And, and again, if they cheated, then what's the point in voting? If you think the process is rigged, then there's no point in voting. Then you might as well not even be really paying any kind of attention. Just let, let's do whatever they want to do. How was it cheating? Tell me, tell me how ballot harvesting is cheating. Explain how it's cheating if it's legal. If there are rules of the game when you play by the rules, then how is it cheating? If I'm playing a card game and I play the game by the rules, nobody can say nobody can say I cheated. I didn't cheat. I played by the rules of the game. Look, there's a card game, and on the pack of cards, <laughs> on the pack of cards, it it gives you the rules, right? And I use all the rules on the pack of cards. Then I'm accused of cheating. How? Here are the rules right here. Why is it cheating? It's only cheating if I did not play by the rules. It's simple. Now, if anybody can tell you, if, like, just prove, prove me wrong. If the rules of the game are there, you play by the rules of the game. That's how I live. Like, I don't really, I don't really understand. It's weird. <laughs> the rules are the rules. Now, it's only cheating if they're, if the rules aren't there. Simple. Exactly, a fish. If it's legal, it's legal. If it's legal, it's legal. Use every advantage. Simple. Crystal Blue says, do you think legal cannot have cheating? I don't understand. If the rules are there and they're in black and white, nobody can say I cheated if I played by the rules. If I did everything that the rules state I'm allowed to do, then I did not cheat. It's simple as that. Cheating is when you break rules. If I did not break rules, then I did not cheat. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really get it. I don't really understand. Now, somebody says legal cheating is called a loophole. That's not cheating. It's just, again, it's the rules. It's like paying taxes. That's why, that's why they want to try to get Trump. Oh, he, he, um, it was a loophole. No, it's called a law that I followed. Okay. If the tax code says that I can claim that and that and that and that, and I claim that and that and that, can nobody say, oh, you cheated? No, I didn't. The law says I have this right to do it. What are you talking about? The law's on my side. Like if I, if I go to court, am I, am I, am I going to get it? If, if I go to court on that, is there a case? How can I be charged with anything? They say, oh, ABL is a tax cheat. And then I go to court. My lawyer says, okay, ABL did this, this, and this, and this in the tax code. And all my documents line up. I'm going home. I'm going home. Simple. <laughs> that's, that's it. You know, there's laws created every single day that benefit some people. And normies a lot of times kind of think that it doesn't apply to them, but it does. It applies to you as well. What's happening right now with the uh, legal system in Georgia is that it's being abused. And there are certain norms that are being broken. Things, things you don't normally do, you're doing against these guys because you can. And they know that there won't really be any kind of penalty. They're trying to get guys to 
to get scared, to snitch, and they're also trying to drain resources. When it's all said and done, I think some of these guys that are charging Trump are going to get indicted themselves. They're already looking into finding Willis right now in the, um, in the House. Now, a lot of what the House does is kind of inconsequential, to be totally honest with you. But they look, they're looking into it, though, because it's prosecutorial misconduct. I think they ultimately know that there's nothing done wrong here. It's a, it's a weak case. It's very weak, and it won't go anywhere. But the purpose is not to actually um, lock him up. The point is to distract and bind and drain resources, in my humble opinion. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. But yeah, never let anyone tell you that you cheated if you follow the rules. Um, it's like it's like playing a, like I said, it's like playing a card game. You playing Uno, you playing spades, and somebody wanted to fight because you're beating them. It's like, no, don't fight me now. Just play the game better. Play the game better. When it comes to tax time, oh, best believe I'm pulling out every trick in the book. And the key word is in the book. I don't do anything beyond what the law says. TurboTax is my, my, my homie. I go to TurboTax. I'm like, okay, what can I get? What can I do? Okay, I can do that and that and that. Talk to a lawyer. Talk to a CPA. Hey, what can I do? And you know what? That's part of what Trump is getting in trouble for right now. They're trying to say Trump cheated by talking to lawyers to get legal advice. And the same thing with the lawyers. They got Rudy Giuliani indicted for giving legal advice. What? So if I read books and I'm interpreting law and I say, hey, this law says you could do this, this, and this. And then my client does this, this, and this. And then I get locked up for that. And he does as well. It's so weird. Oh, yeah, I got all that, like taxes and money and stuff like that. I don't play no games. <laughs> I don't play no games. All right. Now, Harrison Floyd, the thing about Harrison Floyd, Harrison Floyd is one of the 18 or 19 people indicted with Trump who is not currently out on bond. And he's black. Uh, the thing about Harrison Floyd is that they said he assaulted an officer before he got locked up. So what happened from what I'm reading is that he was um hold on I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up right quick shout out to Don Luker what they said was that when he was getting arrested he kind of like shoulder checked one of the officers I suppose allegedly that's what I'm reading but I don't know if that's true or not let me just read this right quick from Don Luker shout out to my main man Don Luker I appreciate you boss uh he posted this it says breaking director of black voices for Trump is held in jail without bond Harrison Floyd becomes first MAGA ally to be booked behind bars in the Georgia election fraud case. These Democrats are really showing us how racist they are. Why the H, excuse me, they keep a black man. Now, again, I think it's because they allege that he assaulted an officer. I think that's the allegation, but that could be wrong. But that's him right there, Harrison Floyd. All right. So shout out to him. Um, He's still in Fulton County Jail without bond. Now, there are other, there might, might have been one more black person that got indicted, uh, a black woman. I think she was, uh, 
Uh, she was a publicist that at one point worked for Kanye. I'll put it up on the screen right quick. Hold on. So here's everybody that got indicted. Is that a priest right there? Really? Is that a, a priest, a minister? He has a collar? Man, this is crazy. <laughs> like, what did he do? Pray too much? Pray that Trump win the election? I mean, what in the world is going on? So that's her right there. That's a black woman right there. Okay. So this, this is everybody that got indicted. This is all their mugshots. All right. So that's what's going on. Um, Giuliani and Jenna Ellis, all these people getting indicted. It's a mess down there in Fulton County. I think, like I said before, I think Fonnie Willis wants to, um, she has higher political aspirations. And that's why she's doing this. And also the whole YSL um, case. Because she wants to become possibly the president or not, not the president, but the governor of Georgia, maybe the vice president of the USA. She wants, she has higher political aspirations. Therefore, she's got to make a, she got to make a name for herself with these big cases, Trump and YSL and everything else. All right. So yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Somebody say he took Trump's confession. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nuts. Lawyers, priests, everybody. For what, though? And I hope that the end result is that nobody gets any jail time. Nobody. And it's easy to use the system against people to get them locked up. Unfortunately, it's very easy. And there's so many laws. This is why I'm against the federal government. I'm against the expansion of government because what they do, you have lawmakers, right? And really, they shouldn't be making that many laws. But they make laws all the time, all the time. It's always a new law that they come out with, or or it's a bunch of new laws to come out with, and they don't really repeal many laws. They keep adding new laws and restrictions and rules and regulations. So when Trump was in office, his thing was okay. If we're going to have a new regulation, let's get rid of two old ones. And that makes purpose. That makes all the sense in the world because you got a lot of outdated things, just ridiculous stuff. Like some of these old laws that have no place in modern society. They're still on the books. It's a mess. And you could get locked up on some of these things. Now, thank goodness they have judges that have a little bit of discretionary power to say, okay, we're not going to put you in jail for X, Y, and Z. But now you got woke judges who have, political aspirations for themselves. They have access to grind. So you might get locked up when you probably shouldn't be because of a, vind of a, vind a vindictive judge, bad prosecution, bad circumstances. And that's just what it is. Unfortunately. Yep. And that was it. Somebody says right there, Bear Key says Trump did remove several regulations, every new one. And that's what, that's why I liked about Trump is because Again, I am not a federal government fan, but Trump came in and he was like the anti-federal guy. That's why the federal government does not like him. They don't like him in there because he is the anti-federal guy. They want a guy's going to be in there that will push forward the federal thing. That had to push forward the deep state, new world order, global globalism. They want that in there. They don't want a guy that's going to reduce their power. Again, when I was a kid in Virginia, Northern Virginia, like Virginia was a red state. 
it was a solid red state. It was like Alabama or Georgia or Florida. It was a solid red state. Same thing, North Carolina, same thing, North Carolina, solid red state. But then as I got older, it became purple. And then it became to the point where it's at now, solid blue. Why? Because the federal government expanded. And when it expanded, it went into Northern Virginia. As far as the people that work for the federal government, living right in Fairfax and Alexandria, all of that. And then they commute. And they've sprawled so much, they gone all the way to West Virginia. Like, they're in the panhandle right there in Berkeley Springs. There's a train that will commute you from West Virginia to D.C. From the panhandle right there by Loudoun County, it's, it's a one-hour commute on a train to D.C. It's ridiculous. Now, they're not going to make West Virginia a blue state because of the urban sprawl. But if they did, I would not be surprised. I would not in any way be surprised because they keep, they keep making the government bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. That's just all's going to happen when they do that. They're going to take all the money that they get from the taxpayers of the USA. And they're going to create more jobs, more analysts, more consultants, more all these different jobs, and they're going to spread right around the vicinity of D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and even West Virginia, Delaware, maybe even all the way up. All the way. They're going to go all the way out there. Uh, it's a mess. But anyway, if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All right. Do I have more here? Of course I do. I got a couple of videos I want to show you guys. And then I keep on rocking and rolling with the super chats and whatnot. All righty. Let's keep on going here. I'm reading some of the chat as well. I am reading some of the chat. And you guys are hilarious. All right. Oh, uh, Pergosian got deleted allegedly. I think I spoke on that last time. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But so... I have a question for you guys. Here's a question because somebody in the comments on the video about Prigozhin said that I was given a, 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 a bad take. So, okay. Prigozhin, remember the whole thing about Prigozhin, right? This guy led the rebellion, the internal rebellion against the Russian government, essentially. So here's, here's, I got back up a little bit. Now, Prigozhin was leader of the Wagner Group. This is a mercenary group based in Russia. They would do things at the behest of Russia, but they were not the Russian government or military. They were a mercenary group. They would get paid to do certain things. Now, Wagner has footprints all over the world. They're in Africa. They took part of Ukraine. They're everywhere. Now, there was apparently a beef a conflict, some kind of disagreement between Wagner group and the Russian military. So Wagner were trying to lead a coup against the Russian defense minister. They were marching from a place east of the Ukrainian border officially up to Moscow. Now, during this march, Russia was putting like big vehicles on the road to block Wagner. And it wasn't really stopping them. They were marching to Moscow, it was a mess. They had to move Vladimir Putin to St. Petersburg and 
a lot was going on. So rather than have some kind of civil war breakout or a coup take place, Belarus came in and brokered a peace deal. So when that happened, it was all good. There was no more threat of a coup and no problems. Putin seemed to be pleased that it was over with. The leader of the Wagner group, Prigozhin, he was cool, no problems. And Prigozhin put out a new video talking about they're going to do more stuff, talking about going to Africa, doing more things in Africa. And then after that, Prigozhin gets on a, a plane, I believe, going on a domestic Russian flight. It might have been Moscow, St. Petersburg, something like that. His plane gets shot down out of the sky. Apparently, he dies with everybody else on board. It was like 10 people on board, uh, three crew and the rest passengers. Now, I thought it was pretty obvious that Vladimir Putin did that because, okay, you lead in the coup against me. I got to get flown away from Moscow to St. Peter. I got to hide from you and you embarrass us on the national stage. I got to go ahead and delete you. I got to do it. You would get killed or pardon me, you would get deleted for less in Russia. You could be a bad journalist, a bad news person and get deleted in Russia. That's how it works over there. But somebody said, no, 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 wait a minute. Maybe, just maybe it was um, Ukraine that did that. Maybe Ukraine shot the plane down to make it seem like Vladimir Putin did it. Now, I don't know why they would do that because... That's not a thing that would make Putin look bad necessarily because if you don't like Putin already, you expect that kind of thing to happen. That's not abnormal, okay? If you want to make him look bad, shoot down a plane full of innocent people and say, okay, Putin did it. Now, there were some on the plane that were innocent, but there was a bad guy on the plane in the eyes of Putin as well, meaning Prigozhin. A guy that was his former, his former uh, hot dog chef <laughs> became a mercenary leader and then tries and fails a coup and about two months later gets deleted by the Russian Federation. That makes more sense than Ukraine doing it. So here's, here's my question. Do you think Ukraine deleted Prigozhin or was it Russia? I think it was Russia, Vladimir Putin. It's an example. Hey, you want to try to engage in a coup? And oust my military. All right, watch this. See the, see the plane you got up in the sky? Okay, we're going to shoot that down right now. You're going to die right in the air. That's probably what happened. And again, it got shot down. It wasn't a plane crash. That's a difference. You see, a plane crash could be, oh, there's bad weather, uh, bad takeoff, bad landing, whatever. No, no, no. It got shot down to the point where it was, like it was doing a nosedive on fire. Nose dive on fire out of the sky, like, like a comet or something. Okay, it was like that. It got shot down. It's a big difference. I think that Vladimir Putin did that. Art Bum says, "You think I'm right? Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me for sure." Think it was Putin? Of course, it was Putin. In my opinion, I believe so. Um, yeah. I mean, now. Someone says if if they did it, we'd already have evidence. Well, where's the evidence of Ukraine doing it? 
I think that it makes sense for Russia to do it. I don't have the hardcore concrete evidence. I'm just saying if you put two and two together, you still get four. It makes sense for Putin to do a thing like that rather than Ukraine doing it. I don't see the benefit that Ukraine would get from shooting that plane down because you just pretty much did Russia a favor. You deleted Prigozhin without Russia getting involved. If that's what happened, it makes no sense. They would not do a thing that would help Russia. Oh, and I got to ask one more thing. Um, Do you guys think that this whole war in Ukraine will be over with anytime soon? I think if we keep this war going, all it's going to do is require us to keep paying and paying and paying and paying and paying to try and weaken Russia that way through a proxy war. But Ukraine will never succeed. Look, they're either going to win or lose. And what we're doing right now is keeping them in a state of purgatory. They're not going to win or lose and just keep fighting and dying to help weaken Russia. Listen, if we gave them the appropriate weapons, they could go ahead and end it. Now, if we did that, that would also cause nuclear war. So they can't really win. If they were to win, that would be the whole world being destroyed. Nuclear winter, nuclear fallout. If we gave Ukraine the ultimate weapons, nukes, and they want to strike Russia, it's all over. The world is over with. Can't do that. If we give them heavier equipment to attack Russia, that may also spark nukes to fly. If Russia, looking at Ukraine, and they see that we gave them ICBMs and like heavier stuff, we got a problem. We got a big problem if they were to strike Moscow from Kiev, Ukraine with American weapons. They should just go ahead and lose and get annexed by Russia, in my opinion. It's the same people. I think they should just go ahead and lose because if they keep fighting, all they're going to do is die a slow death at the on the behalf of the West, and they won't help Ukraine. If they win, then the whole world loses after a nuclear war falls out. They can't do anything other than lose and become part of Russia or just lose and stop trying to become part of NATO. Look, Russia probably wants Ukraine, so there's no threat of Ukraine becoming part of NATO, which means a part of um, Europe, and that's going to be aggressive toward Russia. If they stop trying to be part of NATO or trying to be influenced by the West, then they can be sovereign. So what are they going to do? I think that it would be best if they became part of Russia, in my opinion, or Belarus, one of those places. Furthermore, I think they are a corrupt nation. Okay, uh, you saw the whole thing about 10 for the big guy, Biden talking about, we, we went to Ukraine and said, if you don't get rid of the, the investigator, you, don't, you, won't, you won't get the money. We saw that happen. They're a corrupt place, led by the nose, by the West. You got the guy in there, Voldemort Zelensky, the, the former dancing clown, dancing in high heels, wearing polo shirts in important meetings. I love me a good polo shirt, but I'm not going to wear that going to the White House talking about, can I get a $100 billion? Anyway, I'm getting triggered. 
But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And that's the issue right there. Ruya says, war makes money for the greedy, malevolent, and bumptious. Yeah, that, that money machine is no joke. It is no joke. And at a time like right now, when you get the economy in shambles, they need that money and that, and that war machine. Okay? It's a way to weaken Russia, get a bunch of money. Yeah, that's, what, that's what's going on. But anyway, uh, Super Chats on deck. Then I'm going to get to the calls. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's go ahead and get this rocking here. Thank you to a student of God who says, promise me you look into Eric July lawsuit crazy. Now, can anybody fill me in? I've been looking at some of that on Twitter, but I've not really read into it. What's going on with that? I, I'm a, I might do a video on that or just... Further investigate what's happening. Matter of fact, I saw him tweet about something and I just didn't read the whole thing. So I'm going to um, get into that and check it out. All right. Is Arthur suing him? Like, what's going on? I'm going to read that and give you my opinions after I figure out what's going on. All right. Shout out to Effie Ranger Xbox, who says Chinese bioweapons lab was being run in California, genetic modded mice to carry C-19. Thank you to Pat Sav, who says ABO isn't another rule that you are not have been previously impeached. Um, nah, that's not. Nah, I don't think so, because that's not how that will work. Impeachment is a, a trial. It's just like um, it's just like. A, a civilian trial, but just not the same. So, nah, that's not part of it. Again, there's only three requirements. I named them. That's it. There's, there's nothing else. You can, you can be locked up in prison and still become the president. So, if you were to, if you were to become impeached and you lost the impeachment, it wouldn't make a difference. It'd be the equivalent of you being locked up in the federal penitentiary. All right. Shout out to Bridget who says full metal jacket and clockwork orange. Thank you to number one to you who says Trump spoke at World Economic Foundation Federation in 2018 and 2020. Look up his speeches. F Ranger Xbox says Joe Biden started taxing Social Security. Thank you to Scripture Shores who says on set emoji. Appreciate you for that. Thank you to Bot KMIT who says Jayville Manifesto's already released. Where is one from Nashville Shooter? A, a great question. Uh, Bill Lee, come on. Where is Manifesto? Well, they have the Manifesto, but for some reason it's not been released. I don't understand why. Well, you know what? My my assumption, my idea is that in the Manifesto, the shooter will accuse the school of some kind of inappropriate conduct with the, with the, with the kids. That's probably what's going to go on. That's probably it because I can't think of any other reason why we can't see the manifesto. I don't understand. You can do some retractions and uh, or not, not some redactions, black out certain parts you don't want to show addresses or whatever. Okay, but we need to see the manifesto. I mean, come on. Thank you to Chili Chill says telling homosexuals it's okay to do whatever it needs to stop. We need to start adding as long as it's legal because they're after the kids way too passionately. Well, my thing about people that's gay, you can't stop adults from doing what they want to do. How can I stop that? 
you know, the thing is, kids shouldn't be involved. And kids shouldn't be involved with um, heterosexual behavior. No sexual behavior should be happening with children. So I can't say that it's okay for people to be straight but not to be gay. As long as you're an adult, you do what you do. Leave the kids out of any kind of sexual activity, period. Point blank. No questions about it. Okay? That, that should be what we all agree on as a society, to leave the kids alone. Let them be children. But if you're an adult, you do what you do. And I've, I've long since learned trying to police adults and their sexual activity ain't going to work. As long as people consent, they're going to do whatever they're going to do. And a lot of times, I'm not saying you, but a lot of times the most virulent anti-gay be the most, they, they do the most behind closed doors. I've seen it with my own two eyes. Not literally, but you understand what I'm saying. I've seen guys that would be like the most super anti-gay will be the gayest of all. And it's always like that. It always, never fails. So again, my thing is, if you're an adult, I'm not judging you. Do what you do. Leave the kids alone, period. Whether you gay or straight or whatever you identify as. Now, can we get a, can we can we just agree on that? I think anybody who is not into uh, abusing children would agree with that. Thank you to Rebel Without a Reason who says we need them. Your mama shirts. <laughs> we might need them. Um, and he also says right here. Uh, the manifesto was released to the victims' families. I think it's up to it's up to them what they want to do with it next. I think lawsuits may have been filed to get them. Okay, well there there you go, there you have it. Thank you to Kay who says, yeah, but what eighteen year old is? Oh, I already watched, already watched that about watching TV with the debates. Uh, Kay says, yeah, but what eighteen year old is watching TV? I'm old AF and haven't watched TV for over a decade. Well, that's a good question, but again. It's not, it's not just about reaching 18-year-olds voting for the first time. It's also about those who are in their 30s, like Vivek was 35 years old voting for the very first time in 2020. You want to, there, there's no purpose in trying, to, there's no purpose in denying an opportunity to get visibility to the audience of American citizens. I read that even about 40% of Democrats we're going to watch the debate out of those who were polled 40% of Democrats said they can watch the debate. So I think that's important. You want Democrats who are going to watch, they may flip and become Republican. You want those who are voting for the very first time to watch you. Those who are not party affiliated, you want everybody to see you. You don't want to leave anybody out. So any chance you get to be in front of people, whether it be a debate, a commercial um, campaign, stop, interview with Tucker Carlson. Take every chance you get to be in front of people and let them know, vote for me. That's just me, though. I don't know. Thank you to Salty Bon Kenobi, who says, Some, Sir, 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 Bling, love your show, ABL. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Shout out to No Quite Guilt, who says, ABL, keep rocking it for conservatism. I appreciate you. Thank you for that. Thank you to Michael Guest, who says they would never put Joe Biden on trial. They would declare him mentally incompetent to stand trial. Uh, you know what? That could be what they do. Because when it comes time for the Hunter Biden investigation to wrap up, they're going to have Joe Biden 
uh, bumbling and stumbling around, falling over sandbags, breaking his hip, not knowing where he's at, playing this old kind of decrepit man game. So at the end of the investigation, okay, Joe Biden, you got to stand trial. Then they're going to say, you know what? He's in, he, he can't really stand trial. He's incompetent. He's a poor old man. I see that angle being played for sure. Thank you to Monique Price who says, in your honest opinion, do you think there's any possibility of nuclear war? Honestly, what do you think the aftermath would be? By the way, any Trump mug merch? Working on that with the mug merch. Got to do that. But um, I think there could be nuclear war, but I don't think it's going to happen. It's possible, but I think that it is not gonna, it's not realistic. The nuclear war is a deterrent from people going too far. If we were to get a little bit kind of, you know, overambitious in Ukraine, a little overzealous in Ukraine, and give them nukes or something crazy like that, then that could happen. But I don't see us doing that. There could also be an issue with Taiwan. If you want to, if you want to make Taiwan like a Cuba, as the Russians had it with the missiles pointing at us, if we want to have that, if we want to go there and make them be that, part me to China, that's going to be a problem as well. So as long as we all stay in check and don't go too far, there won't be any nukes. But if anybody goes too far, the nukes will get launched. In my humble opinion. Uh, Michael Guest says, I still can't believe that our that there are individuals that actually think Joe Biden is making the decisions. I think they're just too embarrassed to admit that he has no command of his faculties. Well, I, I think you're right about that. And I think that's pretty much it for Super Chats. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Let's get to the calls. Numbers right there. Advantage now, but as always, in the description box, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Do not be afraid to call. And if you want to get in through email, as always, that in the description box. You can call me through video and voice and be right there, bottom left-hand corner of the screen. Let me go ahead and get rocking and rolling. Again, a number to call, 434-658-1220. Let's go ahead and get rocking. Let me get my sound together. Now, when Nate, you're on the line, who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, baby? Yo, it's JB Scotchman from Oklahoma. How you doing, buddy? It's all good, man. What's happening? Hey, not a lot, man. Hey, great show as always. Um, I got maybe a couple things to talk about real quick. One of them is a story. I don't think you've really covered too much yet, or have covered, or hardly anyone has. Um, Oprah Winfrey, Barack Obama, Tom Hanks, and lots of other, you know, high-profile celebrities. They've been buying a lot of land up in Maui for some reason. And there's a lot I can get into about this story. I mean, it's you might call it a tinfoil hat story, but it's really not. But yeah, you should do a little research on that and see what's going on because Oprah's buying like hundreds and hundreds of acres of land in Maui. I mean, 
this whole fire thing, something's very shitty about it. You know? And yeah, I know it's kind of old news, but no one's talking about it. So that's something you might, you know, look into just for the heck of it. Cause, I don't know. Shady stuff. Very shady stuff. Okay. And I don't, yeah. And it's just, yeah. Uh, I can't get into it. I can go on for a long time about it, but uh, another thing, uh, yeah, Joe Biden in Maui falling asleep at that, at that, you know, memorial. I mean, good Lord. I mean, you know, I'll tell you what else there's already talks about is the return of COVID, COVID 2.0 next year. I mean, they're already gearing up for that. It's going to be another way to just screw up the next election. Yeah, get ready for Joe Biden to go back in and in hiding into the basement. It's probably going to happen again. Yeah, but, I mean, he, 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 may, he may do that, but I'm going to just live my life like normal. Yeah, so am I, man. Exactly. I'm not wearing masks. I'm not doing any of this crap. I didn't do it the first time, and I was perfectly fine. You know, the only time I did wear a mask was when my buddy Cameron, my best friend who died of a fentanyl overdose, thanks to Joe Biden, and my arch nemesis, Alejandro Mayorkas, you know, we were in his car wearing a mask, and he's like, it's for grandma, you know, because he lived with his grandma. Like, Cameron, we look like idiots, you know, two grown men wearing a mask in a car. You know, that was the only time I ever wore one. And when I got home, that's when I felt sick. You know, that's when I was, like, having, like, coughing and everything. I'm like, you can't go, you know, you can't breathe in that dang thing. You know, right. those are for doctors who, who are doing surgery. You know, they're not for like everyday use. But anyway, I'll leave it at that, man. Uh, still waiting for your mugshot shirt, man. I'm I'm ready as soon as it's up. You know, I want to be one of the first to get one. Right on, man. All right, I love you, dude. Love the community, and uh, just. Keep it up, buddy, man. Congrats on being a YouTube star now. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right. Later, dude. All righty. Let's keep on rocking and rolling here. Shout out to my man for the call. Let's go 585 in the line. Who am I speaking to? How are you? I'm Luke. Well, man, about yourself? I'm good. I just wanted to just... um. So I've been watching your channel for about three years uh, since I was uh, 14 years old. I'm not 17, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to say um, just uh, thank you. I mean, you gave me a, a, new, a, a new perspective and just because, uh, you know, I was um, I say my family was just like a conservative family. But like I was just like in school, I mean, I was just being like indoctrinated and just like learning all this crazy stuff. And just like, yeah, I became like like a liberal and just kind of like all this stuff. And then like. It was like during like 2020 stuff and like the COVID stuff and like I was just online and like I just like kind of after the George Floyd I just like started seeing your videos and I was like 
like obviously I was seeing things on social media, like people were posting from my school and I was like, what? And then, but then I saw what you're saying and you and like other people, and I was like, oh, wow. So, um, and it really changed my opinion. I mean, I'm crazy, it's been like three years and just like, you know, like your video just really helped me just like get a fresh perspective and I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you for watching, man. You know, I, I like to be able to help people just to see things a different kind of way. I like to be able just to make some of the more complicated things easy for everybody to understand. So I appreciate you for recognizing yeah, that. Yeah, man. And, uh, and uh, great job on, on one million, man. I'm, I'm very proud. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Goodbye. All right, now. All right. Shout out to my man for the call. I appreciate that. Shout out, shout out to the young people watching. I really, really like that. That's, that's always a good thing. You know, that's see, I was, I was, I was just saying that right there, people that are very young who are going to vote for the first time, you want to actually have a debate because sometimes they are going to watch, they are going to listen. So shout out to my man for uh, watching. I really, really appreciate him. 808, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bia, what's up, brother? It's your boy. Hey, uh, I called in a bunch of times. Hey, listen, I just wanted to, to be real quick and to the point. I live in Hawaii. I don't live in Maui. Maui is not old news. There's another fire right now burning in Maui. Uh, anybody can go. Uh, if you go to the YouTube channel, Hawaii Real Estate. Yeah, I know Hawaii Real Estate. The guy had no intention on covering what was happening in Maui. He's had a channel for years. It's the, the most honest and truthful channel. He's exposing everything. There is a fire burning again right now in Maui, a couple hundred yards from where most of the survivors are staying in hotels. Mm. Everybody needs to stop with all the conspiracy theory, with space lasers, with this, with that. They're trying to make people confused so that the story about what really happened gets swept under the rug and everybody looks crazy just like they do with everything. They did it with the election. They did it with people dying from the COVID shots. Stop putting out misinformation of our own to make us all look crazy. There's no, there's no space lasers. There's no this. There's no that. Oprah's had property there for years. Steven Tyler's had property there for years. Obama's been coming to Hawaii since before I even lived in Hawaii, and I've been here going on 11 years now. It's conspiracy. Anybody think about arson? Anybody think about... Uh, last year, three people were arrested for arson. So behind the fires that happened this month could have taken place last year. Maybe it was just a misfire. The governor was off the island when the fires happened. All the emergency management people were here on Oahu at a meeting when the fires happened. We've got to look deeper and stop spreading misinformation. Maui's not old news. There's a fire burning right now, today. Pay attention. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, brother. Stay safe, everybody. Hey, Trump 2024. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, now. Later. Shout out to the caller. And that, that was an amazing call. That was great. And I wanted, in my videos about the fire in um, Hawaii and Maui, I wanted to be clear that it wasn't about some kind of space laser or nothing like that. It was about more natural conditions and also some mismanagement. It's like the same thing that happened in California with the wildfires or a similar they're not cleaning up the, the grasses, the, 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 some of the dry land, the drought conditions, and it could have been arson. Um, one thing about arsonists, sometimes it's an inside job. I heard stories, my dad told me, because he was a firefighter, obviously, and he would tell me about these firebugs, and it was, um, it was a firefighter one time that was setting fires. So the firefighter would set fires, and then he would 
be like, I don't know how he was doing it. I don't know if he was off duty or what, because if you are at the station, you're there 24 hours. You can't just leave the station and then come back and, you know, get on the truck. I don't know how he was doing it, but it was a firefighter setting fires. So if the response team was on a different island and you have this fire that breaks out, could it have been set by arsonist that's a firefighter? And if you're a firefighter, a professional dealing with fires, you're able to conceal the tracks of accelerants or whatnot that they're going to look to for arsonists. If you're looking for arson, you're going to find accelerants like a gas can or like if you just put gas in the line and spark it, that's going to be obvious. But some things you can conceal. So that is a more realistic angle or the power lines came down, they're hot, and they spark the grass, which was unkept. There's more natural reasons, not, you know, a space laser in the sky that shot down and just hit the island. You know, so shout out to the caller. 781, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? 781, hello? Oh, hello. Hey, this is uh, uh, Jason in Boston, right? Sorry, I got a heavy Boston accent. But I just wanted to uh, make a couple quick points um, really fast. Right. So the Trump interview on um, with Tucker, I thought the um, little exchange there with Epstein uh, when his name was brought up was a little weird. Mm. Um, it was kind of like ended abruptly. And, um, you know, Trump tried to put it all on bar and it was just weird. You know, like Trump probably, I thought, could have been a little bit more like, um, you know, like, uh, just laser focused on like, uh, you know, calling it out is how bad it was. And it, it really just kind of like fanned out and just turned back into election interference or some other, like, uh, you know, pretty much what we used to, uh, Trump talking about these days. I thought that that was a little weird to me was that exchange. I don't think Trump was defending them. Um, or what happened, but I thought a lot more should have been talked about what happened in that jail cell um, with Epstein, right? So that's that, right? And so I just want to make another point. Uh, if you notice, a lot of these politicians, the older they get, like, I'm going to mention a few, right? So you got, like, Joe Biden. You know, I'm, I live in Boston, right? So, so our representative is Stevie Lynch. Mitch McConnell, uh, that Jerry Nadler, the older they get, the, the, they get older and they start looking like Orville Redenbacher. Like they're taking estrogen. They almost look like they turn into a woman. <laughs> it's like, it's the weirdest thing. It's like, it's time for them to go like check out, you know? And, um, it's, you know, that's what I'm seeing these days. And, you know, we need blue blood, new blood in there and, uh, you know, fresh perspectives. I like Vivek. He's a little weird and smiley to me. I didn't like that. And I thought like, you know, I watched the uh, debate. I didn't, I uh, watched the Trump interview after because I just thought it was going to be all like, you know, election fraud, election fraud, which I believe there definitely was, but the only way, the Republicans are going to counter that is they have to get as evil as the Democrats are at election fraud. So it's like, you keep talking about it. You keep talking about it. We'll do something about it. You know, you know, get as sinister as the Democrats are at the election fraud. 
um, you know, or what they're doing. You know, it's all talk and no action with Trump and, you know, the MAGA crowd. Do something about it. You know, get as evil as they are in Sinister. So that's pretty much it. So, you know, that's what I wanted to uh, get off my chest this night. I definitely had a couple of beers. Love your show, ABL, and we'll talk later. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, shout out to the caller. Great call. Great, really good points that were brought up. Absolutely. Who am I speaking to, 757? Uh, yo, ABL. I'm glad I got through tonight. Yes, indeed, man. What's going on? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I was calling because, um, you know, I'd be thinking about, you know, that famous quote from Andrew Breitbart, you know, politics are downstream from culture. Absolutely. And and we we be missing out on that a lot. And um I, do you know who Eric July is? Are you following the Ripperverse? Yes. All right. Well, yeah, I mean I didn't like a lot it's a story going on right now. A lot of people, you know, it ain't really being talked about. You know, a lot of conservative outlets aren't talking about it. And uh, you know, I think you probably want to do a little YouTube video on it tomorrow. Um but they're trying to, um, some trollers, some leftist trollers are, uh, trying to get him caught up in a copyright lawsuit over his, uh, comic book character. <clears throat> and, uh, he did a video on it. You could probably go to, um, uh, his YouTube channel, Ripper 59, I believe on YouTube. And he did a video on the lawsuit. Um, and it's real interesting how the trolls, are trying to um, get them mix, mixed up in this. So, I mean, I think you should check that video out and um, maybe do a video on it, um, you know. But I, I, I just want to tell everybody, man, that we need to support, uh, you know, Ripperverse because, you know, the Democrats, they gatekeep Hollywood. You can't be conservative and be in Hollywood. And when it comes to the comic books, you can't be uh, – you can't be conservative and be in the comic book industry. So we've had to create our own, you know, uh, create our own thing. So um, that's why you got Comicscape. And that's why you got, you got Eric July right now. I think it's like one of the biggest stories in um, the culture war for conservatives. that just doesn't get enough love. And um, if anybody's interested, you go to ripperfirst.com and check out his newest campaign. Um, so I show a lot of love for um, Eric July, you know, because if you go to a comic book store right now, you you pick up something that's probably going to be uh, anti-Christian. It's going to be some, you know, all the comic book characters are gay now. It's really hard to, to um, you know, buy anything from Marvel and DC for your kid if you're a Christian, you know. Right on. Absolutely. So I just want, I mean, I just want to hear your thoughts on that. I don't, you know, I would love to see you in a rip reverse hat, man. You know, you got to politics is downstream from culture, man. We got to, we got to represent, dude. Yeah. I got to check it out and see what's going on. I really don't know all the details. So I'm going I'm to look into it and see what's happening. We're, we're fighting back though, man. Cause they, they're the, they're gatekeeping the industry. We don't have, we don't have anything. We bought, we don't have any movies. You know, when it comes to the culture stuff, man, this is why I like Bryson Gray. 
you know, I rock Brayson Gray uh, a lot. I buy, you know, I buy his albums, and I mean, I love his music too. So uh, we gotta we gotta represent our stuff. I mean, we you know we're conservative. We know what's going on in in, in the uh, in the politics and in the world. We're not normies just walking around out here. But you know, putting a Trump sticker on our car, we're not bringing anybody into our sphere of influence. We gotta be rocking, you know, Ripperverse or you know. You know, Bryson Gray, we got to be influencing people that way. That's that's how I feel. That's why I, rock, that's why I be rocking, you know, Bryson Gray or Ripperverse or something. Because I can, you know, it's way easier to bring somebody into your sphere of influence rocking that stuff than um, coming at them the other angle, you know? Right on, man. Well, thank you, thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. All right. All right, man. God bless you, Anthony. Later. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I know, like I said, I saw uh, some of the things from Eric July on my timeline. I just hadn't read into it and seen what's going on, so I check it out. And let you guys know what's happening. Let's go to seven eight six on line. Who am I speaking to? Mister Anthony Brian Logan, how are you, sir? I'm well. About yourself? Oh, not too bad. Uh, yeah, but I just want to say, is is that? Uh, you know, if you want to talk about a Biden legacy, I think Biden is leaving something that no other president in American history before has ever left behind. He has now created a class of criminal known as, as uh, you know, uh, political criminals, basically. Just like you have in communist countries, you had Nazi Germany. Okay, and yeah. uh, I think that will be his legacy. Yeah, it's really unfortunate that that's happening, but I think that you're right. Yeah, because I'm telling people when, you know, they talk about putting indictments and putting Trump in jail, I've warned people, I said, they're not going to stop at Trump. They're going to go after uh, uh, other people. I mean, you know, the the debate, even though Trump wasn't there, they would go after after those candidates too. And, uh, you know, they look at who else they, they also indicted. Saw the photo of the priest, the 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 you know black voices for Trump leader is indicted. Harrison is his name. Yeah, Harrison Floyd. Yep. As a boy, and uh, and also too of uh, now the latest too is uh, I, I I didn't hear anyone bring it up is now the Justice Department's going after Elon Musk for SpaceX because they're not hiring uh, these these migrants that are crossing the border illegally. Apparently, oh boy, that's crazy. They're supposed to. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the Justice Department says it's supposed to hire so many of them, yet it's codified in law that people who work for a program for national security reasons, something work for a company like SpaceX, they have to be U.S. residents at least, if not full citizens. Right. And that, and uh, Elon Musk, if you were to hire him, he'd, they'd be breaking the law, but it could be a couple of things that they're, that they're doing with Elon Musk. I mean, I've heard some people talk about, I think, uh, might have been might have been the BCP Greg Corman who touched on it. I know Tim Pools touched on it about Elon Musk and it's his poly revenge to try to take out X, you know, formerly known as Twitter and all. But I think there's another angle to that as well. While the, while the Justice Department may be going after Elon Musk to try to compel him to hire these migrants, and that's because of what's going on in the blue cities with them, you know, you know, overrunning the streets, overrunning these so-called shelters and People in the neighborhoods, you know, getting upset, you know, in these blue cities and in these blue states, and plus is taking a toll on them financially and all. 
And I think maybe they're afraid of those political ramifications of trying to compel, thinking they can compel Musk to take them in, you know, basically hire them. And, oh, my gosh, it takes so much off our hands and so much off our shoulders. And maybe the political repercussions won't be as bad. Right. If uh, you put on another tin, maybe that's another tinfoil hat to wear. I don't know. <laughs> now, it makes sense. Okay. Then maybe it's not so crazy after all. But uh, that's 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 where, where we're going right now. You know, as far as the primaries, I mean, you know, everyone's got their candidates. Uh, you know, you know, I might, but I tell you what, as far as whoever wins the primary, you know, even though it looks heavily like it's going to be Trump, but no matter who wins the Republican primary, they're definitely getting my vote in the general election. I don't care if it's the, the Wanganamona goat. If you don't know the story about Wanganamona, it's a little town in New Zealand that once declared its independence. And they had an election, and one group put up a goat as the main candidate. Mm-hmm. You ready for this? The, the rumor is that the, the goat won. The goat won because it got inside the voting office one night and ate a bunch of ballots from the opposition. <laughs> Hilarious. So I tell you now, if that goat was running, if that goat became the Republican nominee, it's getting my vote over Biden. Right. I'll even vote for a Barbie doll, the plastic Barbie doll, not the movie. <laughs> the the re, you know the actual plastic Barbie doll. Right. If the Republicans nominate that, I'm voting for that over over Biden. Absolutely, I'm I'm with you 100, percent 1,000 percent. Yeah, amen to that. Well, at any rate, I uh, know there's probably another million and one callers after me. Oh, can, before I forget, congratulations. On 1 million subscribers. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you. And I'm, I'm so proud to be one of them. Well, thank you for your support and your call. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. Uh, have a good night now. Same to you. All right. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. Yeah, I'm voting for the Barbie doll. The 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 the, the actual, the, the, the Mattel, I'm voting for that over Joe Biden for sure. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no doubt about it. Seven one seven, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL Moses, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm well, man. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm happy to see that you're finally at a million subscribers. It's about time, man. I gotta say one thing though. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So uh there's a situation that we kind of went through over the weekend. Uh I want to give you some context. We got into a discussion, me, a buddy of mine, and somebody from the Alphabet community mm. about Leah Tom, not Leah Thomas, William Thomas, actually being banned from the Olympics. We were celebrating that. Now, this person from the Alphabet community says, oh, as a woman, I don't have a problem with men competing with, you know, trans women competing with actual women because they are actual women. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Here we go. So I started stating all these facts about Peyton McNabb, you know, about people like overseas. We had a rugby team with three women that got injured because they had a biological man competing with them. I stated all these facts. She had none to say. Now, this buddy of mine also went to a place called Hershey Park. Water resort and everything. There was a full-grown man, six foot five, two hundred twenty pounds, in a bathing suit, hair on his chest, going into the girls' bathroom. Oh, and he was, and he was looking at him like, "What in the world is going on here?" And uh, he posted that. 
on Facebook. Now, the same person that's on the Alphabet community said, oh, there shouldn't be any problem with that. I go, what if this person is a pedo? And then she tries to shut down the conversation, claiming that we're saying that all trans people are pedos. I said, there's going to be some people that game the system. That's just human nature. Any system, somebody will game it, whether it's a welfare system or anything like that, someone will game the system. So we started roasting her, you know, making fun of her. And she's saying, oh, you're hurting my feelings. It's like, what about the girl's feelings when a biological man enters into a woman's private space? Have you ever thought about that? And you know what's the funniest part? She said that she claims that she was a man. But the last time we talked, you said he was a woman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, what in the world are you talking about? It's crazy. It's, it's totally crazy. And these people, I don't know. I don't understand what it is. I think it's just like uh, they just want to stick up for their community, I suppose. But, and then also, they don't have to face any kind of issues from this ideology hurting them. Like, they're not going to be in college sports and have to do with a man defeating them or being in the locker room with them and they're not comfortable. They don't have to experience it, so to them it's not really a big deal. But then the moment it impacts them negatively, they'll change, in my opinion. Yeah, and then that's, the, that's what's going to have to happen. Like, all these people are going to have to have that rude awakening when they experience something like that, whether it's, you know, I'm be honest, I'm, I'm hesitant because the pedos, you know, they're going to hide behind this, you know, movement in order to get into kids or little girls spaces. And that's something I'm afraid of. Like if I see a man in a bathing suit, I don't care if he's six foot five, 20 pounds, I'll grab you by the hair and knock you in the head before you enter into a girl's bathroom. But it, we, we got to really start engaging with these people. We got to start, I, I hate to say it, but shaming these people. Cause I said to this woman, it's because of people like you, that girls are not going to have opportunities in the future and the internet's forever. So they're going to look towards your name and they're going to see that you're the one that was okay with this. You people like Megan Rapino. So I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like some people, you're never going to change their mind, but there's, we gotta we gotta find a way to like stop these people but the only way to do it is maybe to shame them like i'm sorry but that's just how i see it but what do you think i mean it's got to be at a certain point we got to have laws that prevent all this stuff from happening it can't be legal to do this if, if people do things like this they need, they need to go to jail they need to go to the penitentiary get locked up it, it should be the same like, if a regular man just goes in the woman's restroom, that shouldn't be tolerated. Same thing mm -hmm. as if a, if a man that says he's a woman does the same thing, it shouldn't be tolerated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's actually something that happened recently. And then uh, I'm going to make this last point, and then I'll let you go. We actually had a girl from another school district go into the boys' locker room and change with them. And the boys weren't even comfortable with that. And these are middle school boys. These are like 12, 13, 14-year-old boys. They're not comfortable with seeing girls naked at that time. Right. And what they did was they shut down the whole entire locker rooms. So all these kids after gym class had to stay in their sweaty clothes. Wow. It's just crazy. But 
I'll let you go, ABL. That's all I want to get out there. You know, God bless you. God bless everybody in the chat. Congratulations once again on the 100 mil. It is well-deserved. You deserve it. And I am grateful for you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, it's it's crazy out here. It's it's a whole big mess out here. There's a whole lot happening that should not be happening. But shout out to him. Great call. Let's keep on rocking here. 412, you don't line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, uh, what's up? Um, I guess ATC. What's up with you, ADL? Hey, it's all How good. How you doing tonight? It's all good, man. What's happening? I want to congratulate you on your bill. And um, I felt like I'm submitting a hurt feelings report. Can I submit a hurt feelings report? <laughs> Go ahead, man. You've heard my feelings all night talking in my right ear, telling me all the bad stuff going on in the world. You got to make this stop, bro. You got to make this stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you have a good night. It's only the second time I ever called in. Last time it was when you were trying to figure out the Google Voice because I could Skype or something. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Oh, I want to ask you a question, though, because you said you're from West Virginia, right? Yeah, born there, raised in Virginia. Okay, so uh, I'm from Philadelphia. Okay. My child's mother is from Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. I've been to West Virginia a handful of times, but every time I'm out there, I'm like, it's so beautiful out here. It seems like everybody got land and stuff. Oh, would you have, like, any suggestions where we could move to that wouldn't be, like, super, super crazy? Like, I don't want to end up in, like, what do they call them? The Sundown Town type places? <laughs> yeah. Or do they even really exist? Is that, like, just a myth? I mean, it's not really a thing because it's so small. It's not really a problem. I mean, really, if you live... Yeah, every time I go out there, like, I see people from every shape and color. Yeah, you can, you can see everything out there. Now, you can live, yeah. like, right by Pittsburgh and Morgantown. You know about Morgantown, right? Yeah, I know about Morgantown. I know about Weirton and stuff. I was actually in Weirton today. Do these, uh, like, Uber and stuff, and they had me in Weirton earlier. Yeah, Morgantown is cool. Um... Yeah. Uh, if I you, want some country. I want some land. Uh, okay, you want to go out? You want to go out a little bit? Well, you could go pretty much anywhere. Like you know, you know the cities like Charleston, Morgantown, Parkersburg, uh, stuff like that. I never heard. Of, yeah, I heard of Charleston. That's like Tim Cast area or something, right? Is that's that the one on the other side. No, no, no. Charleston Tim Cast lives Charleston. like Tim Cast lives in Berkeley Springs. That's like that's on the Panhandle. That's close. That's closer to DC. Okay, so, so that's like more close to my area. Sort of. Obviously, it's like a nice little mutual territory. It's not crazy like Pennsylvania with all these crazy laws. Yeah. So, um, closer to Charleston, that's like that's a capital. That's like Canal County. That's like on the river. Okay. So you could go kind of like close to there and be off in the river a little bit, but not necessarily in Charleston. You could go to. Yeah, I just want to go somewhere my daughter can be a daughter in school. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Charleston is cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's right right okay. on the river. Um, but you don't gotta like be right in the city. You could be kind of out and still be close. Um, okay. But yeah, that, that's probably. I mean, that's that's where I was born. That's that's my neck of the woods. So that's that's a pretty cool area. You you, you got access to some okay. city stuff, but you're not in the city, and you kind of close. But then, do you do you want to be kind of close to Morgantown or what? It really don't matter to me. Like I want to move down south, but I like to have some land close by home. So when I'm coming to visit. I can still drive and be in my own place, and I got to stay with family. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. how people from my area are. They're a little bit loopy sometimes. 
Right. You could be on the outskirts of Morgantown, or you could go to West, to, to Charleston. That's kind of far. That's probably about a good three hour. Yeah, break. I don't mind being in Philly as long as the sun's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. The sun downtown for real. <laughs> nah, yeah. I, I would say, really, uh, I, I would say if you want to have that proximity to, to Pennsylvania, Morgantown in the outside area. Or if you don't really mind okay. that, go deeper in West Virginia, go to Charleston. And that's probably, okay. you know, and you're not too far from Charleston, you're not too far from Cincinnati, Ohio, or Columbus, Ohio. So that's probably about. Oh, okay, okay. That, that's, that's probably. Okay, I know that. That's the round where I was at earlier because Weirton is like headed. No, because West Virginia is big. No, Weirton. Because I keep ending up in this part of West Virginia yeah. that like. 20 minutes here in Ohio. Yeah, we're in the uh, West Virginia. We're in is in the um is in like the 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 real thin part at the top of West, like the little the little steeple. That's like right. Yeah, it's up like by, 20 minutes from our airport. So yeah, yeah, that's you know. that's like over there. That's that's where they had that disaster. Okay. Actually, remember that disaster they had in um East yeah, Palestine. Um, Palestine. Palestine. That, that's that's that's, that's right there. Out here. Yeah, yeah. So you can I go, haven't read the same stuff though. Right. Exactly. You, you can go further into the state, closer to, and like I yeah. said, Charleston, that's like probably about an hour and a half, two hours from Columbus, Cincinnati, that area. So that's that's a pretty decent area to oh, be. Okay. You, you could kind of be out in the country. Oh, and so that puts you like kind of in the middle of the country for real. Yeah, and you get, you get the mountains and all that kind of stuff out there too, so it's cool. Yeah, so it's like you got Appalachian, then you got the, um, what do they call that, the Midwest flatlands or something? That'd be nice. Okay, well, have a good night. It was nice talking to you again. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Have a good night. Bye. All right, shout out to my man. Yeah, real estate agent. You know, I was watching. I, I don't dye my beard. I just, I just have early gray. I don't know. I, I woke up one day because my man right here says, why do I dye my beard gray? I just woke up one day and it was like this. I don't know. I can't control it. You know, I think it's hereditary. On my dad's side, a lot of them are gray. And on my mom's side, some of them are kind of gray early too. Like I got a cousin that's my same age and got the storm gray streak in her hair. I I I I don't know where it comes from. It's weird, but um, yeah. Oh, real estate. I was watching Nick Johnson the channel on YouTube, and I watched a lot of his stuff about different places you can live and how places are affected. I would like to do a channel like that, aside from this one, to do something like that where I travel and talk about places to live. Because I've been a lot of places, I've lived different places, different kinds of places. I've lived city, real country, all that kind of stuff. I've lived there, so I kind of understand a little bit about the country, more than more than probably the average person, maybe, perhaps. So I would love to do something like that, for sure. All right, let's go to 504, get on the line, who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, it's Alien Spaceship. All right, man, what's going on? Okay, first off, I want to congratulate you for reaching a million subscribers. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right. And I like to, like we tell me about the, how to do the streams and stuff with OBS. I appreciate that. And no also, so one thing I'll say is that with Trump, with Tucker, that was a good interview they were talking about last time. And I think it was interesting how they talked about Epstein. I do think that Epstein was likely killed off. Yeah, probably so. All right. And also another thing is that with Trump's mugshot, 
you know, that's a very iconic image now, and it's only promoting him and causing people to like him more and people to like him even more than before and be inspired by him. And I'm also confused about the priest. I don't know what he did wrong either. <laughs> I no clue. I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. And also, yeah, I was talking on my stream last night about the Floyd guy that got arrested. So basically, he was asking questions because they went to his door and they said he was arrested. He was being indicted. And he thought that it was somebody trying to rob him or pull a prank on him or something. And he called the police and he was like asking questions about it and stuff. And he didn't even know why he was locked up. And also he has no bond. And it's like, where's BLM? Because they always say they're for the black people's rights and stuff. And they're not saying anything about him. Yeah, you know, stuff like that, they don't really care too much about. You know, BLM, they only really come around when somebody, uh, a black man, dies so they can fundraise. Exactly. And I think the news is also an agent to go and try to incite people to get upset over certain things for political agendas. And I definitely think with the Democrat side, they're all they're doing is doing stuff for their own political interests and not for the good of the country. That's very obvious. Oh, absolutely. And no question. Right. Yeah. And I think that it's only going to help Trump's cause more. And like, do you like these people really believe that what they're doing is going to hurt Trump, but it does the opposite. Yeah. I think that, People have a different, they're, they're kind of detached from reality. You know, reality mm-hmm. on the ground is much different than what they think. Right. And, yeah, because it's like, and it is really sick that they want to go and try to incarcerate him and the other people, all the other ones, including uh, Giuliani, him, that he was the mayor of New York during 9-11, and all these other people. It's, it's just, uh, yeah, they think it, it does, it, but it does the opposite effect. And like the people, like they want, I feel that they want to distract people and all the Democrats have done with Brandon and them have caused, you know, the higher inflation on the country and people like regular people don't really care about these woke agendas that they're pushing in the media and things like that. That's right. Absolutely. And also that is all I have to say for this call. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Okay, bye. All right, shout out to my for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. I'm going to speak it to 757 on the line. Yeah, Mr. Logan, Chesapeake Bob here. How you doing, sir? It's all good, man. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, first of all, I absolutely want to congratulate you on reaching one million. And I was uh, very uh, pleasantly surprised when you got there on Wednesday night while you were live. So, Congratulations, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. The reason why I sent in that super chat was uh, actually it came out uh, after you started uh, started your video tonight that the Jayville shooter who killed three people, I think injured four or five, uh, had sent out a manifesto. Basically, he was some nutcase white boy who wanted to go shoot up a bunch of black people. Okay. So that mm-hmm. manifesto comes out, boom, 12 hours, right? Here it's been two months. We don't know what happened in Nashville. Yeah. And, you know, it, so, it, it, makes, it makes you think. It's like, well, why was one motive released 
immediately. Like before I knew what happened, we knew the the reason. But with Nashville, there's a manifesto. We all know it exists. But we don't know anything about it. Yeah, as you said, you know, if it's a white boy shooting up a bunch of black people, which is a nutcase job, it comes out immediately, as you mm-hmm. would say. But yet, whatever happened out there in Nashville gets buried under the covers. And, and there's got to be a reason for it. And I think you're right. I think there was something in that manifesto that the press and the media just didn't want to get out. But uh, I know you hadn't got a chance to, to see the news on the, the manifesto that came out in Jayville. And and my heart and prayers go out to those people that were hurt down there. But it's 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 just of all imagine it all revolves around whether or not the news fits their narrative. Absolutely correct. All right, sir. Well, again, congratulations on the one million. And uh, it's been a little while since I talked to you. I want to call in and kind of fill you in on the back details that you probably hadn't seen on the news since you were streaming. So. It was a great stream, uh, as always, and I'll be uh, listening on the side. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Good night, sir. Yeah, I hadn't seen that um, that news too much. Like, I heard about the shooting, and I saw a little bit here and there, but I didn't really know too much about that. So, yeah, you had a, a white male shooter that targeted black suspects. I think he might have killed, what, three people? Yeah. Now, is that guy dead? Hopefully so. Hopefully they go ahead and get him and then go ahead and delete them. But that news gets out right away. We know exactly what happened, why he did it and everything. How about the other shooter? Let's get all these guys. Let's, let's figure out all of what's going on. Let's not hide certain things. Let's, let's let it all out. My, and my question is why have they not released a manifesto? I don't think I've had, I don't think I've gotten a real clear answer on that. All right, let's keep on rocking here. All right, hold on one second. Y'all, please bear with me. 619, you don't mind. Who am I speaking to? Oh, hello, ABL. This is T from Criminal, California. How are you? I'm well. about yourself? Good, good. Congratulations on your million subscribers. That's a good job, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Quite welcome. So... First thing I wanted to talk about was I wanted to give a huge shout out to all of the Italians up in Staten Island, New York, for standing up against all these illegals being poured into their neighborhood and saying, no, we're not going to stand for it. And I'm hoping that other communities will do the same thing. And I think if they did, they get such a big pushback. Maybe they'll end up putting them at the White House instead on the lawn or something. I don't know. But um, I think it's going to take people pushing back and saying, no, we've had enough for this to stop. Because um, it's obvious what's going on. Uh, the illegals are going to be our replacements. It's really obvious. Um, this is what you call your um, cheap government labor that's going to come in so they don't have to pay us much anymore. Um, so there, the, the statement was made that these are the new New Yorkers. So that should tell everybody something right there, that your president does not care about you, your government does not care about you, and they want to do away with American citizens. So that's my thoughts on that and uh, some of the facts that I've been hearing. And uh, I just think what 
people in Staten Island are doing and is great. I hope to see more of it. <laughs> right on. Absolutely. And um, my second thought I have is about Hawaii, uh, Maui. Um, Got to say, I'm really pissed off about what's happened there. There's fires in Canada all over the place. There's fires in Alaska all over the place. Yet developers are on standby offering to buy the land already. So for me, this speaks fraud. This speaks uh, arsonists all over the place. And I think they're doing this to buy up the land so they can build their prison-type stack and pack to put everybody in to get them out of these single-family housing dwellings and uh, have the government own all this land. And I think that's what's going on. And it's unfortunate. All these missing children, all these missing people, water turned off, roadways blocked. Yeah, you know what? It's real obvious. It's real obvious. And I don't care if there's people calling in saying, you know, well, you know, conspiracy this or that. No, there's something wrong if the water is turned off during the time of this crisis. All of a sudden, the emergency broadcasting's not working. The roadways are blocked. Something's wrong here. Something's really wrong. And uh, to see all these fires happening at once all over the place, yeah, it reeks. It reeks as bad as O'Biden. It reeks. And... uh, I hope we get to the bottom of all this, and I hope we are able to hold all these people accountable that are responsible. And to be honest, prison is too good for Biden. Prison is too good. So that's my thought on that, you know, where I stand on that. And although they've got Trump in a wanted, you know, picture, like arrest picture, whatever you want to call it, which is ridiculous looking in the first place, uh... It should be Biden and Obama instead, because they're the true criminals. And I'm going to tell you something. As a real government whistleblower who's lost her career, I'm talking about myself, I lost my career over being a whistleblower. I can truly tell you all the government is corrupt, highly corrupt. And be very careful in what you choose to do, but do it wisely. But uh, sometimes you just have to take chances and you just have to tell people what's going on, whether the government wants you to or not. So it's not conspiracy. There's things going on. There's real, true things going on. And I hope we all find out before it's too late, before we're all diminished. So, um, you know. It's, this has been a, I don't know if about any other caller, but for me, I think this has been the most horrible three and a half years of my entire life, and I'm in my 50s now. I feel like this is the worst president. I didn't think there'd be anybody worse than, say, Johnson when I was a baby, or uh, Carter, who did so horrible for America. I didn't think there'd be anybody worse, but hey, Biden's met the match. I thought Obama was bad. No, Biden's met the match for sure. On another note, past that, I just wanted to ask you, because I know you're um, from the Virginia area. Have you ever heard of Green Run or Lynn Haven in Virginia Beach? Yes, absolutely. 
Okay, I used to live in that area. That's why I was asking. I was stationed in Norfolk at one time in the military. Oh. And, um, and yeah, I was a military whistleblower, too. So that makes it, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, I live there in Virginia Beach, and I really liked it. And uh, cool place. But um, so now I'm out in the clown world, criminal California. But anyway, everybody stay safe. You know, uh, keep your eyes and ears open because... They're getting ready to set up that election again with their little mandates and all the masks and all that good stuff. So anyway, everybody stay safe, but do keep your eyes and ears wide open. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you, ABL. Have a good one. All right. Great call. Yeah, I know all about Green Run, Lynn Haven. I used to work. When we had the um, ad agency, our office was right there on Lynn Haven, right across from the mall. So if you know about Virginia Beach, we yeah, Lynn Haven Mall right there. We were on International Parkway, right across the street. Yep, I used to always come that way through Farrell Parkway, Upland Haven. I would see Green Run, all of that kind of stuff, uh, pass all of that, and then come through to Lynn Haven, right to the mall. So, yeah, I know that area very well. All right, let's go ahead and keep on rocking here. Let's go 203. You don't know who I'm speaking to. Hey, my brother from another mother. How goes it, man? It's all good, man. What's happening? It's Angel, man. Congrats on your one million subs, bro. Thank you. Appreciate you. You deserve it. You deserve it. Hopefully, we can get you to two mil next. Hey, that, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so, look, how, how come you don't like my man, Rama Swampy? He, he, <laughs> he gave himself some explanation. <laughs> I, you know, I, you know I, I see... From, from the beginning, I saw something that was kind of weird, and then I just keep seeing things that affirm my initial belief. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's a seat talker. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, very, <laughs> he's, he's Obama 2.0. He's very, very well. One well, thing about Obama that I can't take from him is that he is very, very well spoken. But yeah. it's like, you know, you, you're getting scammed, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can tell by the too much smiling. <laughs> exactly. Uh so, yo, are you ready to put on your tinfoil hat? All right, let's 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 go for it. What, what, what we got? What we got going on? All right, so check it out. I kind of I kind of disagree a little bit with that caller in regards to the uh, Maui stuff, but I want to lay down a little groundwork here. Um, do you know who the chief of police was? No. He was one of the leading coordinators in the 2017 Las Vegas shooting. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did see him. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, but keep this. Not only is he the chief of police, but he's also the coroner. Uh, coroner? Coroner? I don't know if I'm correct. Yeah. Okay. Now, how the heck do you accomplish both those jobs? Uh, yep, I, I, it, could, it, could be, it could be a small department, so you might be able to kind of split um, tasks, I suppose. I'm not really sure how that works. They're in a crisis, man. Come on. What are the odds? Hey, it's, know. you know, it's, it's, it's definitely um, pretty difficult. Right, right. So I've been checking out videos, though, of people that were on the ground. And this lady was shook. She was saying that what the media was saying is not at all. Now, I, I'm kind of split. I feel like maybe there are some natural stuff and maybe some arsons and, you know, you get the, um, 
you know, uh, the, the power lines, um, you know, blowing up and, you know, them turning off the waters. But there was a guy who was trying to fly a drone over. And when he flew the drone, uh, he captured some images that were really intriguing. Like you have a bunch of fire, uh, pretty much cars that were toasted and then sprinkled around them were vehicles that were like literally untouched. Like they just came out of a dealership. I was like, that doesn't happen like that. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So I think there's a little bit of truth mixed in with some conspiracy and as well as with the whole land grab where you have uh, Oprah and all that. It's really odd that you see all these huts and these other houses, smaller houses, all toasted, but and then pretty much all the mansions are left untouched. Like either, you know, they were able to supply waters to them or, you know, could it be something else? So in regards to what that other guy was saying, I was like, yeah, they do have energy weapons. I mean, they were using them during the Iraqi war. So, you know, it's not too far-fetched to think that, you know, it could be a combination of both arson and, um, you know, natural causes and as well as uh, directed energy beams, you know. But that's my two cents, man. Thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Have a good one, bro. Same to you. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. 773, you don't learn who I'm speaking to. Hey, BL, it's your retired Chicago police officer friend. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, ABL, as a side note, I just wanted to clarify that story that your, was it your dad or your uncle told you about the firefighter starting uh, fires? Yeah. That was a famous story out of California, actually, ABL. That man's name was John Orr. He was an arson investigator. And for many years in the uh, 70s, 80s, and 90s, he had been starting fires. And the way he was caught was a string of fires in California had started and he was going to arson investigator conventions and speaking and whatnot and attending these conventions. And the investigators were able to follow a string of fires that followed the days that he and the route that he was, uh, went to these conventions, a string of fires, uh, started at these different places that, uh, that was along the route that he drove on the days that he drove. He used to like to uh, set fires to like linen places and, and fabric stores. And he would start it uh, remotely with a simple pack of cigarettes and um, uh, a pack of matches and a cigarette. He'd put the lit cigarette in a pack of matches, lay it down in the uh, a pile of uh, let's say, uh, you know, bedding or clothing and the cigarette would burn down it would light the book of matches and the the place would burn down. So he eventually was caught by a fingerprint and uh, some suspicion that was thrown on him. But I believe that that was the story. I think there was even a frontline documentary on on that guy. So that's how I remember that. Plus I'm a lot older than you are. (laughs) But to my main, to my main point here, ABL, you know, in a banana Republic short of, 
shooting and killing your uh, political opponent while he's speaking at a podium, like somewhere in Columbia or someplace like that, short of doing that, you lock up your opponent. You make him a political prisoner, even though you say he's a criminal, and you lock your opponent up. And that's how you get rid of the competition of your opponent. And my question is, how is what's happening to Trump right now any different from Trump being a political prisoner, which that one caller kind of alluded to? He really is a political prisoner. Now, the thing is, you know, on a technicality, you know, once you get into the justice system, you might be able to look and say, well, no, you, you broke this law. This this is, you know, no good. You broke this. That's why we're locking you up. But for the most part, some laws are a gray area. Many ex-presidents bring home uh, many papers. I'm sure Reagan and Carter and, you know, uh, Bush and everybody brings those things there so somebody can look through them. This is what I want at my presidential library. You know, they're trusted with these materials. You know, even though maybe technically you're not supposed to take them, some things have not officially been uh, declassified and some have, you know, but the way I look at it is he may end up because once you get wrapped up in, in, in the justice system, it has a way of having a life of its own, like these other people in Russia or in uh, any other third world place, you you know, uh, uh, in Africa with, um, uh, I can't remember his name now, it escapes me, you know who I'm talking about. You know, what makes him not be a political prisoner? That he may end up in jail for a short period of time as a prisoner of politics, in my estimation. It's criminal to prosecute him like this, but this is where we're at with it. I don't know what your opinion is about that, ABL. But um, I just don't like I mean, I really think this is a uh, clear sign that they have weaponized uh, the justice system for Trump. Uh, you know, whoever is in office gets to wield around the power and wheeled around the, uh, you know, the FBI and everybody else. It's, it's unfortunate, but I believe that that's what's happening right now. Anyway, thanks for taking my call, ABL, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Thanks. Great call. Fantastic call. And I think that'll be a wrap for the call tonight. Thank y'all for being here yet again. Could not do the show without y'all. If you couldn't get on tonight, don't blame me. Blame the white man. You know it's not my fault. But I'll be back live again on Wednesday. Same bat time, same bat place. 8 p.m. Eastern. It's right on right, right now. 11 p.m. Eastern. Thank you all again for being here. Could not do the show without you. Um, this will be available on your, on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, etc. Link for that will be in the description or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. And if you're over there right now, please give me a five-star rating or review, whatever you can to help me on those platforms. I most certainly appreciate it. I got super chats to read right quick. Then I wrap it on up, put the bow clean on top. Shout out to Rebel Without a Reason who says, is Atlanta a sundown town? <laughs> hey, some parts of Atlanta, you don't want to be there past a certain time of the night. Certain parts. But certain parts, hey, really, I love Atlanta. I might have to move down there, really. Like, I like where I live now, but 
I'm in Atlanta a lot. I come to Nashville sometimes too, but Atlanta, I don't know. But you got to be in the right part of Atlanta. If you're in the wrong part of Atlanta, it's it's all bad. So some parts, yes, absolutely. Thank you to Jaguar really who says best open chat on the YouTube. Congrats, thank you for that, man. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Zedarchus Kingsword who says uh, just give us memberships. I appreciate you for that. Thank you to Scott Rogers who says. I've been following you since 2020. Congrats on your achievement. This is equal to 1 million Iranian real. Don't spend it all in one place. Well, I thank you. Thank you for that. Most certainly appreciate you. And thank you to Jim Williams, who says, great caller. Thank you for your support. I most certainly appreciate it. Shout out to all you guys for watching, retweeting, super chatting, whatever you're doing. Thank you to the mods. Keep on the Trojan chat. Thank you all for participating, watching, could not do the show without you. But I think that'll be a wrap for me. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out and peace.